Now is the time and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online. Good morning. I'm Harold, owner of the world famous HK Bar and Grill. And you are listening to the Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM 640 and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah. Welcome Harold. Get it. Oh, I'm getting chills. Harold, thank you. Getting chills listening to this song. With, you think this was playing? This had to be playing when they were. Everybody had this song. Everybody on had this song. The last time the 49ers won Absolutely. the Super Bowl. Absolutely. 1995. Is it weird that it was also in Miami and that the Niners beat the Chargers? There's so is there much some going sort on. of synergy going so much on? Going on. Uh, <laughs> if you are here at HK's Bar and Grill, uh, the buzz that you feel is Shannon's body actually vibrating <laughs> with excitement. Uh, because she gets to board a plane tomorrow and head on out to the Super Bowl for Sunday afternoon. And I've got this massive screen right here in front of me, just showing 49ers porn like all day long. All of the all That's the highlights weird. from the interviews from Miami. You, you know, what I, mean. you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Robert Sala. I know exactly what you okay, mean. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, well, welcome everybody to our latest uh, news and brews. We would love it. We're going to be out here until two o'clock today. So if you're driving anywhere along the 210. Super easy to get here uh, in Rancho Cucamonga. Come on out and say hi. We're going to do our regular show, of course. That means the nine news nuggets are going to be coming up in the one o'clock hour. Uh, they got all kinds of great food, uh, beverages that are here. There's a bucket of beer on their table over there. I See that? I'm so proud, gentlemen. Good so job, proud guys. of you. Good job. They said they talked about work for about two seconds and therefore qualifies as a work day. Yeah. So they're done and, for the day. And That's... in fact, you can write off that bucket of beer probably for Excellent. your taxes. Great idea. Do you see those onion rings over there? The what? What do you mean, the what? Look at those things. What do you say? Onion rings. Say Did I say it wrong again? You didn't say it wrong. You just said it in a different way. <laughs> Onion. 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 Those I know look fantastic. I say it wrong. Um, so we have a lot that we're going to get through today. There's a couple of great cold cases that we've talked about before that we'll talk about again. Um, we, we're going to get into the story as well about the coronavirus here in a second, but I wanted to update you. Today is supposed to be the day that the impeachment trial ends in the Senate. We just got word that uh, John Thune, the number two Republican senator, has said that this thing may drag into next week. Well, if John Thune says it, then it must <laughs> then be it, true. It must be so. What is the pro- uh, purpose of that? Well, the, apparently the White House wants more time to make their official closing statements, which I thought they already did. But they have apparently an opportunity to make closing statements when it comes to the 
issue of subpoenaing more witnesses or documents, etc. So hold on a minute. This may be the administration's goal is to have the optics be the state of the union totally. during this impeachment trial. Totally. Because listen, if they end it today, if they end it today, that means the four Democratic senators who are running for president get to go back to Iowa tonight and do two full days of campaigning before the caucuses. I see. Not just not that it's a great political idea to throw a wrench into that, but what a great political idea it would be to throw a wrench into that. To keep Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders uh, and and Amy Klobuchar, and don't forget Michael Bennett, like everybody else did, uh, to keep those guys off the campaign trail just just to prove that you have control over this. And I then did. the Iowa caucuses in the background on Monday, the State of the Union on Tuesday, and the president could get up there and say, you tried, you lost, I win. Yep. I mean, that's a powerful statement that. for him. Yeah, I think he wants that. But let's start with the panic over the virus that's going to wipe us all out, shall we? We shall. China has locked down 50 million people now. There are truck drivers that are rushing different things to the area, like, I don't know, food and disinfectant. They have um, they've allowed some trucks to leave the 17 different cities that are locked down. We've talked about Wuhan being the biggest one with 11 million, but there are 17 cities in China that are locked down, can't get in, can't get out. So they have to provide food for these 50 million people in some way. Um, There are even buildings within those cities where people are not allowed to leave the buildings because there's fear that this thing is going to spread. Wuhan is very busy. There is a population there of one and a half times that of New York City. And everyone is locked down inside their homes. There is no transportation. There's no subway. There's no bus service. None of that. Schools have been canceled. Movie theaters are shut down. No one's going to the mall. Restaurants are closed. You can't. You can't do anything. The question is, how long is this going to take place? How long are they going to be locked up? Well, some people are speculating that it could be till March or till May. And I don't know how you keep everybody fed. And I don't know how you don't go crazy if you're just locked down in your in your apartment and, and there's no outside. Because remember, they, they don't. They don't have social media. They're they're everything shut down. Yeah, and even if the social media that they do have is then censored by the government, yeah. if you mention what's going on, yes. So the the death toll right now, uh, let's see, the number I have two hundred and thirteen. Two thirteen. They say that there are almost ten thousand confirmed cases now in China. That's about ninety six hundred, I think, is their official number. I you have to add a zero to that just just in terms of being safe about this. I've said this for the last couple of days. Having a little bit of fear about coronavirus is probably a good thing. Because if you, if, sorry, I'm going to use this Purell real quick. If you just feel like you, you know, uh, there's maybe another opportunity for you to wash your hands and not travel through international airports over the next couple of days. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just. Listen, I'll do anything for the 49ers. (laughs) Bring on the virus. Let's go. Uh, No, but did you read this about the doctors getting in trouble? Apparently there were eight doctors that were punished in December because they were warning about the emergence of this virus. And so they were they got in big trouble with the Chinese government who yeah. were trying to keep this under wraps. Like, let, like, look away. Let's pretend it's not happening. I'm telling you, these numbers cannot be real. These these numbers of even 10,000 confirmed cases in China. I don't think that that's real. It's got to be so much higher than that. Uh, just because of that type of information that we found out about it. They're also building literally building hospitals 
They're racing to build a thousand bed hospital for virus patients that's supposed to open in three days. Ten days after they started construction. Well, and they did that in, uh, in 2002, 2003 when they had the SARS outbreak. And the difference is, is now they say they're building a second hospital, which they did not do with the SARS outbreak, which shows you how widespread this is, more than, more than SARS. But SARS people, uh, they died quicker. That, that death rate, uh, they wiped them out pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but, again, I... I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rely on on my gut feeling here, and it's okay to be a little afraid of the of the coronavirus. Are you gonna make me get checked before I come back into the studio next oh, week? You are gonna what we're gonna Is do? Is it gonna be a doctor and scrubs when I arrive? In Nick Burbank? and I have talked about this. We're gonna probably just set up an auxiliary office, mm-hmm. just not in the normal place. We're just gonna seat you outside, and then uh, we'll just kind of observe you for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. It's probably better that way. You know, you don't want to give it to someone like Handel. Handel already has something. I don't know what it is, but, I mean, he was out for a week with whatever that was. Um, when and there's still Silkwood scrubbing that studio every morning they have he to. leaves. They have to. Yeah. Well, that's more for the food that comes out of him oh, uh, at times. Um, so any, you know, large institution, whether it's an airport here in the United States, uh, a giant gathering like... I don't know, Super Bowl, something like that. Everyone is is very cautious about this, and this is top of mind. University of California at Berkeley has come out and suggested that anti-Chinese xenophobia is a normal reaction to the outbreak of the coronavirus. So Berkeley went on Instagram, and they put up a post, and they describe in this post common reactions to this news about the coronavirus. And so they put things like anxiety, helplessness, panic, social withdrawal, because, you know, kids these days, they need to be handheld through whatever adversity uh, befalls them. Anything that makes them uncomfortable, we've got to put a label on it and we've got to explain it and we've got to walk them through it. Yeah, we've got to hold your hand as you get through it. It is what it is. It's 2020. So, so they have they, this beautiful, uh, they have this poster that's got like a dandelion on it. Because that's supposed to make you feel better? I don't know. And it says, common reactions. Please recognize that experiencing any of these can be normal reactions and that over the next few days or weeks, you may experience periods of anxiety, worry, and panic, feeling helplessness, okay, social withdrawal. There's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to have some alone time when a virus is making its way around the world. Difficulty concentrating and sleeping. Like your friend who had a dream about you, um, hyper vigilance to your health and body. Again, there's nothing inherently wrong with these reactions to this. Anger would be a common reaction, they say. And then here's the kicker: xenophobia, fears about interacting with those who might be from Asia, and then guilt about those feelings. Now, Berkeley is a lot of Asia. Right. There's a lot going around Um, there. And uh, here's the thing. If I'm a 19-year-old student at Berkeley and I'm feeling anxiety over the coronavirus news, uh, if I see my school put out a post telling me all of these other things, it's going to make it 10 times worse. Right. Like the school is rubber stamping this ridiculous anxiety you feel over coronavirus. You're not going to get it. No, you're okay? not. And they, all they're doing is encouraging you to feel that way. Right. Now, and it's like, you know, you read those reactions and then you're thinking, because, I mean, these are developing minds. There's the, not a lot of prefrontal cortex development going on when you're 19. 
And, you know, you're feeling a little anxiety about it. And then you start reading panic, helplessness, social withdrawal, difficulty concentrating. And you're like, oh, my God, all of it. I'm feeling all of it. And then you and then you give yourself those things. And then, you, yeah. And then you go through and you read the symptoms of what coronavirus actually makes you feel like. And then you right. give yourself the virus yes. somehow. Now, the people uh, who are fighting back against the again, that last po- the last part where it says xenophobia would be a normal or common reaction to this. Uh, somebody said, when is xenophobia ever a normal reaction? Confused and honestly very angry about this post from an official. Yeah, like when is racism an okay reaction to anything? Well, listen, it's not. that, And that's not to say that you can't be careful. I mean, if, you are, if you're suggesting uh, that internationally those cases of coronavirus that have appeared in places like Australia, Finland, Germany um, – uh, the United States, they all came from people who were visiting Wuhan, China. Right. Except for the one in Chicago, I think. The guy got it from his wife. His wife had been to Wuhan, China. So the idea that this is xenophobia to just ask people, hey, where are you from? Anyone been to uh, Wuhan? Yeah, that's a great uh, – should, we should have asked that at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, stop oh, pointing wait, to the Asian guy. Don't point to the guy. Asian guy. That's Good not, Lord. That's mean. Uh, okay, so no, no one's been to Wuhan, China. That's good. That's and good. What about Beijing or Shanghai Anybody or any of those? been to China yeah. in the past uh, two weeks? China. We won't force you out. You, this is a safe space. No, we just have a digital thermometer we'd like to check every hour. A digital how- thermometer? I mean like this kind, not like this kind. <laughs> digital like... Like, I'll point it at your forehead. People kind. are eating burgers. <laughs> not for Poor long. Poor Bert's still eating his steak and eggs. No. That was gone. He's on his second plate already. Um, We understand that Delta Airlines is now the second airline, along with American, to say that they are no longer flying to China. I mean, at least temporarily. But they have canceled all flights into China. British Airways has cut back on their schedule, at least into Beijing and Shanghai. This is going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. Wow. That makes everyone feel better. That makes everyone's uh, anxiety, panic, social withdrawal, difficulty concentrating, and hyper-health vigilance worse. Okay. (laughs) Okay, speaking of 2020, guys. Oh, we got 1000 bucks to give away. Okay. For your chance at 1000 bucks, text the nationwide keyword CHANGE, C-H-A-N-G-E, to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's CHANGE to 200-200. And remember, you got to answer the phone. If you don't, your $1,000 will go bye-bye. Looks like the number's going to be coming from a 513 area code. Your next chance to win next hour here on KFI, every hour Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 620. Quick note about Berkeley before we go on. Um, We mentioned there's a lot of Asian students at Berkeley. Yes. The freshman class at Berkeley, 43% Asian or Asian heritage. 43%. So for for the school to come out and say, it's okay to be afraid of your Asian friends, (laughs) it was pretty funny. Yeah. I don't know who signed off on that. That whole post was a bad idea. All right. Speaking of 2020, you know, influencers on Instagram, you know, they take uh, glamour shots and they try to get followers and then they can get uh, sponsors and get money and clothes and all of that, depending on how many followers they have and, and all that. Well, they're using the coronavirus hashtag to get more followers. Seriously. Like, the models are posing in scantily clad outfits with masks and then hashtagging coronavirus. Um, 
How no. that, that makes me sad. First of all, you know? I want to know. Wait, should we do that? No, on our, no. On Gary and Shannon? Nick, you didn't do that, did you? You didn't hashtag That's coronavirus. That's not on our, the worst idea. It is a bad idea because who's going to Instagram and looking for the hashtag coronavirus? The world. On Instagram? I think so. All uh, those kids at Berkeley that are feeling helplessness and panic and social withdrawal and anxiety, they're all on Instagram. And now they're questioning their friendships with all their Asian friends. Right. They're going to Instagram to look up coronavirus. Um, it reminded me. Your we, smile. We talk, I'm not going to do a coronavirus. No. Come on. Uh, here, Purell. Can I do this? Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, It reminded me of, we have talked a couple of times about the uh, Aaron Hernandez documentary on Netflix. And one of the images that they said in the very first episode of that, the images that made its way around the Internet was Aaron Hernandez, when he was arrested for murder, was walked out of his house by police officers. And if you remember, this giant football player guy had a T-shirt pulled over him, but his hands were behind his back in handcuffs. And people started posting pictures of themselves with their T-shirts pulled down and their arms inside the shirt behind their backs. And they called it Hernandezing, which was one of the worst, one of the worst uses of social media ever. This may be the second. This is great. Uh, I just posted a picture of Gary and Purell. Hashtag coronavirus. Hashtag coronavirus outbreak. Hashtag corona beer. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to be ridiculous, let's go for it. You let's see how many followers we rack up because of this. You could have used the hashtag anxiety and the hashtag oh, worry that and the hashtag mean. panic and yeah. the hashtag feeling helplessness. And, um, the, um, the, the issue of using something like this just to improve your Instagram following numbers, it's the same thing we saw with, uh, with Kobe Bryant's death uh, from, from Sunday. There were people who were selling... I kid you not, they were selling essential oils to help you get over your feelings of grief and using Kobe and his daughter's images and that, names and so hashtag, et cetera. That is so gross. I mean, I, I don't, I didn't see any of those, but if I did, I would have probably said something. Yeah. I, I just, it, and, and then unfollowed and if, then banned. If you, if you hate 2020 right now because of this type of thing, it's only going to get worse. If you don't, what are we going to talk about next? No, no, no. Wait. I'm just looking at. You can't I'm just, just open at the menu. The menu I know. And then and then say, what are we talking about next? So peppered turkey melt. That looks already good. said thinly sliced peppered turkey, grilled onions, smothered with melted cheese. Can we go back to the appetizers? Oh, look at these biscuits. Um, because there's a whole bunch of things the here jalapeno that look poppers. good. The jalapeno poppers, the sausage and peppers, the, the you like those loaded tater tots. Every I've good seen restaurant. you put down a plate this big of yeah. loaded tater tots. When I was in Waco, Texas last weekend, we were going to eat at a restaurant that had uh, kale on the menu. No. Not in Waco, Texas. Trust me, we, gotta we got out of there. We got okay, a, we had a glass of wine and a beer and left. Good. Um, but we went to a place called Billy Bob's Burgers, which is much more the speed of what you should find and eat in the heart of Texas. Yeah, you got to go with the meats. They had the option of French fries or tater tots. Those tater tots were soft, pillowy, but crunchy on the outside, just like they're supposed to be. And every Waiter and waitress there was four months pregnant. 
Every single one of them was four months pregnant. They make babies there. No, it's not even that they made babies. It just looked like they made babies. Oh, wow. That was hurtful. But, no, no, no. I'm just saying it was proof that the food Look and the tots you, were Judgey that good. McJudgerson. All right. I'm wearing Come dark clothing. Come in from California with your kale. Start judging the poor waitresses. <laughs> they Just for the, enjoying the, the best food. delicious tater tots. I once had a steak in Houston that I still think about. I mean, they do their meats <laughs> right in Texas. That's because they got a lot of meats. You got a lot, a lot of, meats. of meats. You could stop at a truck stop and probably have a better steak there than you could in a lot of places I here. Love meats. Uh, all right. We are live today. Uh, our latest gas news and brews. We're at HK's Bar and Grill here in Rancho Cucamonga. Come on out and say hi. We would love to see you. We have a, a bunch of stuff that we're going to be giving away a little bit later. We have some audience interaction that's going to be taking place. Ooh, uh, audience interaction. Who, raise your hand if you've been drinking already. All right, let's pick one of these people. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Why don't you guys drive the bus? Uh, we'll just sit there at the table. All right, uh, when we come back, though, we're going to update you on a couple of cold cases. You remember the couple from Idaho? The weird thing where they started getting into this doomsday cult. Wife loses her husband because her brother shoots the husband. Then she marries a dude after his wife had died, and then the brother died, and, then and the we have kid, no idea where the kids the are. The kids went missing, and they were giving her a deadline. We'll tell you what happened. Also, Fotis Doulos, remember the guy who killed his, his wife, uh, the mother of his five children? He died. And he did. it turns out he yeah, had, you, That's a round of applause yeah, for that. That's, that's okay. That's, uh, we can applaud uh, that. That's fine. Turns out he had a new girlfriend, not the girlfriend that helped him kill his ex-wife, but a new girlfriend. What? What's wrong with us ladies? What is wrong with you people? Gary and Shannon will continue <laughs> live here at HK's in Rancho Cucamonga. Come on out and join us right off of the 210. We'll continue just a moment. I'm Tina from Pomona, and you're listening to The Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM 640 and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Go 49ers! Yeah! <laughs> Thank you, Tina. I love it. Hey, we've uh, picked up at least one new follower thanks to our hashtag coronavirus. <laughs> it's happening, guys. Uh, on Instagram, at Gary and Shannon, we did something we said we wouldn't do. Well, you got to know the rule to break it, right? I guess. I suppose. Uh, our latest news and brews today, we're live at HK's Bar and Grill here in Rancho Cucamonga. Come on out and say hi, have some lunch or whatever. That is a pile of food, whatever that is. Is that nachos? Holy oh, wow. mackerel. Those look nice. Yeah. Somebody needs to lay a towel down after that. That's going to be a... It's going to be... Easy. A mess. The burgers look incredible, too. Oh, come on. You're making me hungry. Uh, we are going to keep an eye on what's going on in the Senate. Uh, senators expect that they, Republican senators expect that they'll have the votes on uh, a motion to defeat whether or not there would be witnesses and subpoenas, etc. Um, of course, John Bolton, Mick Mulvaney, a couple of people that uh, Democratic senators had said they wanted to hear from in the impeachment trial. And then we heard today John Thune, the number two Republican in the Senate, say that there is a possibility this thing drags on beyond today, beyond tomorrow, and into next week before they wrap everything up. Um, coronavirus, as we were talking about, almost 10,000 confirmed cases now in China. Uh, the death toll in China, according to the Chinese government, is over 200. Um, so all of that stuff is going on. We'll keep an eye on that as we get through. Look at those edge uh, rushers. 
I mean, this those is, guys are so quick coming off the line. So I guess ESPN just played the top ten. Their their version of the top ten list was like the top ten plays for the Chiefs and right. the 49ers and, and, over the and season. And some of the Chiefs plays were against the Bears. Right. So... <laughs> At least the, Calm down with that. The Some of the Niners were couple... you know, the Vikings and the, and the Packers playoff game. Yeah, that's nice. All right. I got a focus. Fotis Dulos. Remember, this is the guy who killed his wife back in March is when she went missing. May. May, excuse me. Mother of five, drops her kids off at school, and prosecutors believe that he was at her house in her garage lying in wait and that he murdered her there in a violent fashion Remember, surveillance video from that evening showed Fotis Dulos and his girlfriend at the time, Michelle Traconis, dumping like more than 30 bags of garbage at various different spots in nearby towns. Yet month after month after month went on. They did not arrest the guy. They accused him of tampering with evidence, I believe, at one point. But they didn't have enough to get this guy on the murder charge until this month when they did bring him in and they did hook him up and they charged him with capital murder, murder and kidnapping, despite the fact that they did not have a body of Jennifer Dulos. Where's Jennifer? Well, they think that he dismembered her and, and that w- what is what, what is what happened. And they found blood in his DNA in the garage as well, in her blood, his DNA in the garage as well. And I still have this big question over why did it take so long for them to bring him in? They had enough for a circumstantial case against this guy, because if you go through their divorce papers, it was so bad. It was a contentious divorce. She put in there repeatedly that she thought he was going to end up killing her. Yeah, that she was afraid of her, uh, afraid of him, afraid for her life. Right. So um, we, you know, earlier this week he tries to kill himself. He runs the hose from the back of his big Chevy Suburban into the window, closes the garage door. When he doesn't show up for a court hearing on Tuesday, I believe it was. Yeah, because that was a bail hearing. They were going to revoke his yeah. his bail. He was like on modified house arrest. And they were going to revoke his bail because while he was on house arrest, one of the things he did is he stopped at his dead wife's memorial and took some things from it. Can't do that. At least not without raising suspicion. Yeah. So uh, he's in grave condition. His family flies in from Greece. They finally agree to donate whatever organs they can scavenge from that animal uh, and pull the plug on the guy. Here's a weird, a couple of weird twists to this. Number one, his family still wants this thing to go to trial. His family is actually filing a motion with the courts in Connecticut asking to substitute an estate for Fotis Dulos for him as the defendant to actually show, force the state to show its case, to see what it is that they have going on. Now, they believe that this being a circumstantial case as it is, even if it's that strong, they believe that they can show Fotis Dulos is totally innocent. And there was wrong. word that he left behind some sort of note. Right. Right. Some sort of note proclaiming his innocence or something like that. Hey, who's Anna Curry, by the way? Anna Curry is the woman who decided to take up with Photos Dulos after he was already under suspicion of killing his wife. Okay. Remember, a- it was Michelle Traconis, his girlfriend at the time, that helped him hide that evidence of the murder. And then she flipped on him, rolled on him. They break up. And Anna Curry surfaces as the new girlfriend. Now, I know sometimes ladies were apt to ignore those red lights, ignore those red flags. We've all done it. We've all made excuses for dating an idiot. 
But when a guy is in, in, in custody for murder and murdering his ex-wife, I think that's, I think that red flag, you got to stop for it. Would you, you know, would you notice, because uh, he had an ankle monitor, right? Part yeah. of the reason that he was going to have his bail revoked was he was having a hard time recharging his batteries yeah, or whatever. You, you know what's not sexy? Ankle bracelets. Yeah. Okay. Another big red flag. So there's a number of fish in the sea. Don't hook up with the guy that's wearing the ankle bracelet from from county. Right. Hey, Nick, uh, <laughs> can we get this woman on the phone to ask her some questions? We're going to try to get her on the phone. Um, Anna Curry. You're better than that, ladies. Was seen at Fotis Doulos's home Tuesday in those hours in the morning before he was supposed to show up in court in the afternoon. And she's hot. Well, I, I wouldn't say she's ugly. She's beautiful. I, hot is not the right word it, because listen, there's a certain there's a certain um, what's the word? There's a certain when a woman is crazy, she's less hot. Yes, and you could see it in her eyes. I don't know about that. When you even in the dead image that is her eyes, you can see that she's a little bit crazy. She leaves Fotis's home about ten thirty on Tuesday. She says to run errands, and when she comes back, that's when she finds cops in the driveway trying to perform CPR on this guy and keep him alive. Um, that's a quite a scene to come back to but i assume she knew that this was coming i assume that she gave him the opportunity to do this gave him the space to try to commit suicide so that she could come back and pretend like she had no idea what was going on she was willing by the way she was willing to put up hundreds of thousands of dollars to secure his six million dollar bond. Well, she paid one hundred and fifty grand, and she said she was going to pay an additional two hundred seventy five grand to secure the bond. Oh my gosh! Not only are you dating the murderer with the ankle bracelet, but you're paying uh, three hundred fifty thousand. Where do they meet? That, that's the other question. Where do they meet? Oh, they met at work. They uh, they worked. He she worked at a consulting firm in New York. And he overlapped with her there about for about a couple of years. So they had a they had a working relationship. And she doesn't know enough. Like how is that she does a- know enough? She's just ignoring it. Because that's what we do. What's he got? Money. I guess money, but still, I mean, it's going to be tied up in the court case. He's defending himself against murder. He's going to have to pay millions for that. I don't know. Listen, women be crazy. Wow. Um, I can say that. When we, when oh, we, hey, look, by the way. Yeah, well, what? Look at this. Where did we get those? These are our bonus bells. Why did we call them bonus bells? I have no I idea. I have no idea I, either. I don't know. Anyway, just... we had these like the first year of our show, um, and we gave them out. There's one right there. And then we ran out of bonus bells, and nobody knew where or if we would ever see these, where they came we from. We don't know where they came they from. Um and the, the, we know that one exists, and I think we had one in the office that we kept for uh, historical <laughs> I had purposes. One, I had one in the backseat of my car for months. Oh, you did? Yeah. But I don't know why I had it, and yeah. I don't know where it went. So we're so going to have to do something special with these bonus bells okay. in terms of who gets them, uh, because they're important to the show. They are. Like, bonus what? <laughs> I don't know. God, we're stupid. All right, we come back. An update on that Idaho case as well. Mom did not turn over the kids. That's not a giant surprise. Oh, we got a police oh, we chase. Oh, we got a chase. Let's go. But, but, but it, 
But it's on the wrong TV. It's been going for like almost an hour, you guys. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me more, Amy. Well, the car has reached speeds of up to 120 miles an hour. Wow. uh, Is it on Ventura Boulevard? No, Van Nuys Boulevard, it looks like, in Sherman Oaks. Yeah, it's it's in residential areas now, but it was on the freeway. It was on the 405. I believe it was on the 5. He's been all over, and it's a black Mercedes, and he is just... He's been pulling in at parking lots and then pulling out. And cops were pretty much on his tail for a while, but they've since backed off. This well, is this the is... second Mercedes that has been on a chase this week. I'm sensing a pattern. I like that idea. I mean, it, it, what, did, do we know what he was originally stopped for or, or what the original thing was? Do not, but I will investigate. Okay. All right. Well, this is, look, we had a party. Did you see everybody kind of perked up a little bit. We said there's a police chase. Well, it's always a good day when there's a police chase, It right? is always a good day. And this is, I think, the third one in uh, in just this week. So we'll keep an eye on this and we'll come back. Gary and Shannon, we're live today. Our latest news and brews, HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. from Altaloma, California, and you're listening to The Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM 640 and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right. And we're live today. Our latest news and brews, HK's Bar and Grill here in Rancho Cucamonga. What a crowd. You guys are awesome. Thanks for coming out. It's full house. Full house full already, house. yeah. So, uh, so, Harold, you're welcome. For the full house, by the way. Uh, we've been watching what uh, started out as a police chase. There hasn't been a lot of activity, but it looks like the Mercedes that the cops were chasing pulled into the parking garage at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. That parking garage is a nightmare. <laughs> They're never going to find them. No. Uh, so it was going down Ventura Boulevard. Uh, I didn't even see any police officers or law enforcement behind the car. And then uh, all of the helicopters are now just hovering above the Sherman Oaks Galleria. So... He's going to hit the Cinnabon before he uh, before they uh, they get him. There was also a story you may have heard Amy mention this, uh, and we're going to try to get more information about this. But the president is on his way to Florida this weekend. He's going to spend the weekend at Mar-a-Lago. I don't. He's not going to the Super Bowl, is he? Yes, he is. I think so. Oh, um, anyway, he's going to go to Mar-a-Lago this weekend. Local authorities, um, the the Florida Highway Patrol was chasing a black SUV today as it headed toward a couple of the security checkpoints that are outside Mar-a-Lago that they set up as a perimeter because, you know, the president. The vehicle drove past both of those checkpoints towards the entrance, and the agents that were there shot at the black SUV. It eventually turned around and went away, I guess, because they uh, arrested two people who they said was dr- were driving in it, but they hadn't said why they were chasing it in the first place or how stupid you have to be to drive through Secret Service checkpoints. Yeah. Those are hard uh, to get through. That's surprising that they were able to get through. Today. And I don't, I'm not sure if those were the Secret Service checkpoints or if those were local cops, Palm Beach County Sheriff or something like that. Hey, the number of confirmed coronavirus cases has risen to about 10,000 in China now. Yeah, Purell. Anybody? I got Purell. 213 deaths. 
Italy Stop. has declared a coronavirus emergency, a six-month state of emergency. Stop pointing at the Asian guy. He doesn't have coronavirus. Seriously, you guys. This, we're not doing that. This is no. We no did, xenophobia here. We did get in trouble on Instagram. For what? For posting uh, your picture with hashtag coronavirus. At least one person unfollowed us. <laughs> Was he Asian? Uh, no, no, that's not. We're not doing we're that. We're not doing that. We're not, we're not doing do that. Hey, uh, at Swamp Watch, we get into Swamp Watch at 1230. We have a, a love letter. Um, when we did our presidential election fantasy league choices, we each got to choose. I think there were we each had six people on our team of the Democratic candidates at the time, those who had uh, announced they're going to run for president. John Delaney has dropped out. The comedian? Yeah. No, not Mulaney. Delaney, the former uh, congressman from Maryland. Okay. He always, he always looked like he was a the little surprised. former congressman from Maryland. And, yes, not just the congressman from Maryland, but former. So he was on Nick's team. So Nick actually has to write a love letter that we'll hear coming up at Swamp Watch at 1230. Well, we've told you about this mother uh, who joined a doomsday cult after she hooked up with one of the doomsday cult leaders, a guy who's written several books on the subject. And it turns out that people just kept dying around this couple and now her two kids josh seven and tylee 17 are still missing they haven't been seen since uh, september of last year we told you that the uh, lori vallow and her now husband chad daybell were picked up in hawaii this week Uh, i guess authorities knew that they had been in hawaii for some time but finally went and arrested them and basically gave them until yesterday to show up in court with the kids, or at least tell the court where the kids are, Larry, and they didn't do that. Larry Woodcock is the grandfather, and it was the grandparents that first told authorities, hey, we haven't heard from our grandkids for a while. Can you go do a welfare check? So the authorities went out to this home in, uh, where are they from, North Dakota or something like that? The grandparents? The, 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 the family. Idaho. Idaho, okay. Uh, so the authorities go to the home in Idaho, and they say, hey, we, we want to see your kids. We need to see proof of life. And, and Lori and her husband were kind of like, oh, they're out of town right now. And so the authorities come back a little bit later. Hey, uh, those kids, they back in town? Oh, no, they're somewhere else. So that started the investigation. And then when they started digging around looking for the kids, they realized that there's all these dead bodies connected with these two doomsday people. Yeah, Lori's husband was originally shot and killed by her brother last summer. Her brother died in December. The guy that she then married, Lori Vallow, married Chad Daybell. Chad Daybell's wife died back in October of natural causes, finger quotes, because they've now dug her body back up to see if she was poisoned. So the grandfather told ABC News that he did not think Lori was going to show up with the children on this deadline. He said nothing with Lori right now makes sense. He said that uh, the, the woman that he's known for the past 12 years is not the same person that is here on Earth today. Yeah. Because of the doomsday cult. The, listen, you make doomsday cults sound so bad. Well, you know, it's not a real strong sign of mental stability when one belongs to a doomsday cult, is I, it? I want to know, what. why does he write multiple books about the end of times? Isn't it like that's a one book thing, isn't it? I mean, is he getting new? Well, is he getting corrections? There's different and... theories, you know. There's uh, end of times, chemtrails, and what they can tell us about it. You know, there's end of times, how to prepare. Okay. You know what I don't understand still? Remember the cult that 
all put on Nike shoes before uh, they... Heaven, Heaven's Gate. Heaven's Gate. Yeah. I don't understand having the right footwear for the end of times. Like where Would you wear those? If, if you knew this was it, if you knew you were going to get coronavirus this weekend, would you wear those shoes? No. I'd probably like to go out in something nicer. Those are fine. Wouldn't you want to be comfortable? No. I don't think you care about that at that point. I'd want to be comfortable. Maybe there's something to, uh, to my wanting to wear nicer shoes for end of times and, and those new Nike Air that, that the, the Heaven's Gate put on. Maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because those were good-looking shoes. Uh, our latest news and brews, we are live today at HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. We have uh, three hours left in the show. When we come back, there's been a strange twist in the Kristen Smart case. She was a Cal Poly San Luis Obispo student who disappeared back in 1996. There's been a lot of um, headlines generated about this case this week. They may all be fake. We'll tell you about that when we come back to Gary and Shannon. I'm Jeff from Norco, and you're listening to The Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM 640 and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And we are live today. HK's Bar and Grill for our latest news and brews here in Rancho Cucamonga. Full house, but there's still plenty of food. They're not going to run out of food or beer or anything like that. So you got to come on out to, uh, to HK's Bar and Grill. We'll be here until 2 o'clock today. Uh, saying hi, meeting people, that sort of thing. My brother just texted me. Are you getting excited? <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, this is uh, a great restaurant, by the way. If you haven't had any of their burgers or their onion rings or their uh, jalapeno poppers or the uh, loaded tots or the loaded nachos or or the fried pickles, I mean, I could go on and on and on. It's all good stuff. It's And you could put bacon on anything. Oh, That's yeah. what I heard. Harold told me you could put bacon on anything. We have followed the disappearance of Kristen Smart. This is a 23-year-old case. It happened in 1996. I think we both know people that were at Cal Poly during that time frame. She was a freshman, just ending her freshman year there, and she went out to party like you do when you're a college freshman. Uh, she drank too much. Uh, the report from the night was at one point she was lying on the grass outside of a party. Anyway, so two of her friends take her, and they're walking her back to her dorm, and a third person joins that walking party, and that person is Paul Flores. Now, Paul Flores is the one that all the suspicion landed on because he was the last one to see her alive. He maintains he dropped her off at her dorm room. Her roommate says she never arrived at the dorm room and reported her missing the next day. We, um, we mentioned this story a couple of months ago, I believe it was. A guy who put together a podcast on this case said he's trying to bring attention to the Kristen Smart case because it's never been solved. Even though Paul Flores was considered a main suspect, uh, I, there, was, there were people who would confront Paul Flores in stores uh, saying he's a murderer, he killed Kristen Smart, but he's never been arrested. Now, we got word a week ago, about a week and a half ago, that the FBI, and I'm going to say this very carefully because it's turned out that this isn't entirely true, that the FBI contacted Kristen Smart's family in Central California and told them 
you might want to be ready. We have a big break coming up in the case, or we have some new information. In fact, they suggested you find somebody who would represent your family in front of the media, and you might want to plan a vacation. Now, Which the- was odd, odd advice. I mean, I understand having a family spokesperson because of the intense media uh, presence that would be there should there be a break in the case, but take a vacation. Yeah. Uh, maybe get away for a little while before this breaks or something? I don't know. Like it was going to be hard for the family to deal with what was about to hit. Well, we've been following the story to try to figure out exactly what that was going to be. Did that mean that they have evidence they're going to make an arrest? Did they find a body? Because her body still hasn't been located yet either. So there was a lot of heat on local law enforcement. Why haven't you done anything on this case that this podcast is shedding so much light on? Where is Kristen Smart? Have you stopped looking? What have you been doing for the investigation? So the sheriff's department comes out with a press release the other day saying we've seized two vans belonging to the family of that Paul Flores, the primary suspect in the case. So all the media outlets, us included, were like, oh, man, there's new stuff with this Kristen Smart case. And Steve Gregory was on it, actually, and said, no, 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 that's not what's going on. Those vans have been in police custody for years. Back since 2011, they were able to recover about 140 new items of evidence, including these vans, uh, new, DN- new things to test for DNA and all of that. But that was all years ago. And, you know, in, in the, the sheriff's department, though, shouldn't have heat on it for not doing anything because as investigations go, sometimes you just run dry and it's not that they don't want to do anything about it. It's just that no new evidence is presenting itself and you've hit a wall. Yeah. So the more and more we we've looked at this story that Steve has looked at this story and we've been asking questions. It sounds like this was a publicity stunt on behalf of the guy who puts together the podcast. Now it's not confirmed, But, man, what a great way to generate interest to suggest that we have a big announcement coming up. The San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Office, like you said, put out that official release to detail some of the information and the evidence that they've collected over the course of the last nine years. Not in the last three months, two months, week, anything. It's that they had a whole list of things and stuff that they've been collecting to try to solve this case. I do believe that it was it was a former FBI agent that, that told the mother, be ready for something big. And I do believe that the mother was told that and that she was told to hire a spokesperson and all of that. But who directed that FBI agent to make that call to mom? Was it on his own volition? Well, Did and, he, is he in the podcast? And the FBI officially, the, the agency itself told the San Francisco Chronicle, this agent that talked to mom... No longer working for the agency. It was a retired right. FBI agent that did that. Right. So what, maybe they had a connection. I don't know. I, I don't even know if it was somebody that was working on the Kristen Smart case at all or if it was just a family friend who said, if this thing happens, you're going to want to get away just as a, you know, someone from a law enforcement background giving them an idea of what to expect. Right. So it's frustrating. It's, it's sad for the mom, too, Oh, to, to, you to, know, to be manipulated like that if that was the case and told, you know, your daughter, oh, man, some guy just walked in in a chief's shirt. Ooh. Sir. All right. Let's not uh, let's not burn him at the stake. It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Coming up next, uh, your chance at a thousand dollars. Also, we have a update on the helicopter crash last Sunday that killed Kobe Bryant, his daughter and 
seven more people. Gary and Shannon, we're live today, HK's Bar and Grill, for our latest news and brews in Rancho Cucamonga. Come on out and say hi. I'm Kathy Montoya from Rancho Cucamonga, and you're listening to the Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM 640 and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio Yeah. Get it, Kathy. Get it, Kathy. Thank you. Did you see this email Nick sent us? Yes. Oh, my goodness. We're not. We're not going to. No, we can't read read that. Yeah. Uh, It's a a line of testimony from the Harvey Weinstein case. Um, A line that he used on a lady. And it's not good. And it's not a very... He's a he's an a-hole. He is a terrible uh, person. Uh, we're live today, HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. We'd love it if you would come on out and say hi. Uh, a lot of people are here, and we can still fit some more, right? I think we can still fit some more. Sure. And don't forget, bacon on everything. Order bacon on everything. Um, we will be here until 2 o'clock today. We have uh, our trending stories to get to at the top of next hour. We're going to do some more Super Bowl talk to try to... Calm Shannon down for a few minutes before she gets on her airplane tomorrow get, and gets out to the game. Can we get ESPN back on this? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. The chase is over, so we don't need to watch Wendy Williams. So Shannon wants uh, Shannon wants the ESPN back on so that we can watch. Because you're not going to see enough pregame stuff over the next 72 hours. I want it all. I want it all. Do you know how hard <laughs> it is to get to the Super Bowl? I mean, I did nothing to do that. To the point to where get them there. This but. is my favorite. Like ESPN has seven channels or so: the ESPN and the two and the Deuce and the Ocho and everything. Right. ESPN U, their sort of college version of ESPN, is showing old game college games of Jimmy Garoppolo and Patrick Mahomes. That's cl- that's I think a very classy thing. But only nerds like this one over here are going to enjoy that. Anyone's going to uh, enjoy Eastern Illinois taking on Towson. Towson. Yeah. That's weedy. That is in the weeds. <laughs> um, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk a little bit more about Muhammad Nuru, the poo-poo guru, if you remember him from San Francisco. He uh, got kicked out of his job. Um, we're going to talk about what it is wrong with the state of California because there's a chance that this guy, as corrupt as he was, still collects his pension. So this guy's going to live a great life from your taxpayer dollars. So we'll talk about that uh, in just a few minutes. We are continuing to face new questions and ongoing questions when it comes to that helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant, his wife, seven others. His daughter, not his wife. I'm sorry, his daughter. Um, The pilot, of course, was struggling to avoid the clouds. The fog was very thick that morning. And now we're learning that he did not have the legal authority to navigate with his instruments because the aircraft owner did not have the necessary federal certification. This is according to three sources familiar with this company's operations who spoke to the Chicago Tribune. This is the Island Express Helicopters is the name of the company that owned the uh, Sikorsky S-76B. It did have a, an FAA operating certification that limited its pilots to flying under what are known as uh, visual flight rules, VFR. And it, that means at least three miles of visibility, a cloud ceiling no lower than 1,000 feet above the ground. They did not have certification for any pilots to fly with only instruments. Um, that, when you, when you take into account, it was weird because driving in today, beautiful blue skies, not a cloud in the sky looking out over the San Fernando Valley. And it, it, it's just that odd 
Yeah, what thing. are the chances that that morning the fog was so thick? Right? Yeah, and so I mean, it's low so and... rare that we have that kind of fog. Uh, it, it's just it's it's eerie to think about it now that that company has suspended all operations. They said yesterday, last night. And there's this mentality that is being talked about today uh, that it's a mindset that pilots have, and they call it get their itis. That it is a mindset otherwise known as plan continuation bias that can send aircraft pilots and their passengers to a tragic end. It's the strong urge to stay on course even as flight conditions continue to deteriorate. Now, I think everybody has this, though. Do you remember um, just over the Christmas break, and I was going to drive up north to to, uh, northern California. Grapevine was closed for 36 hours or whatever it was. The only way to get there is to go out through Ventura, up Highway 101. And we were going to do that. My family and I were going to do that. And once we got in the car... Everyone, you, no one wants to turn around. No matter how bad the conditions are, no one wants to turn around. I totally understand this. And when you finally make that decision to turn around, go home, or in this case, land at Burbank or Van Nuys or something like that, you, there's like a sense of relief. But to get to that point takes a lot of willpower. I and I don't a- think people, I mean, it's, it's a very real thing that I never heard described before. I uh, was on a flight from Sacramento to Burbank not that long ago. I went up to see one of my nephews play basketball, and that's eerie. Um, So we're flying back, and we're landing at Burbank, and we're down low when the pilot pulls back up, and it was because of fog. And so he circled once around the airport, twice around the airport, then attempted another landing, and again got close to the runway, pulled back up, and we flew back to Sacramento and landed and had to get on another flight and wait for a couple hours. And it's just eerie thinking about the, the, that story right yeah, now. Because it's the mentality of that. And, and you as a passenger in that plane love the idea of, I just want to get there. Like, yes, if, but if I also love the idea of, you know, landing safely. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, imagine if you think of, um, think of our times that we spent in, in Cleveland or Philadelphia after the last political conventions, the end of the week, you just want to get home. It doesn't right. matter how delayed that flight is. We ended up in a flight, uh, from Cleveland that stopped in, in Phoenix of all places. And we couldn't, we could not wait to get home, even if that meant we were going to stop in Phoenix and they were going to put us up in a hotel for two and a half hours or whatever it was just to get back that next morning. The FAA's pilot handbook says this condition, this plan continuation bias, get their itis, and other human factors are primary contributors to more than 70% of aircraft accidents. And that special workshops are taught on how to avoid this tendency, how to not fixate on getting there or getting home and compromising safety in the process. All right. Well, that it's a um, frustrating, uh, devastating loss that even if you just driving down the 210, there's two or three billboards, video billboards that all have memorials to Kobe. The, uh, the Metro rail lines all have RIP Kobe in their rotating displays. Buses have it up there. Tonight is the first game that the Lakers are going to play at home at Staples Center. Clippers played last night at Staples, and they did a, a big video tribute. Some of the players couldn't even watch it. Yeah, and I, I can't imagine what tonight is going to be like. I mean, they're telling you to get there early. Um, the memorial outside Staples is massive. It is so huge, and it's just it's just going to be continued heartbreak for so long. And they're talking about – the city's talking about naming a, a street after 
after Kobe, Kobe Bryant Boulevard or something and where to put that. And how many how many schools changed their name to Kobe Bryant Elementary by by September? Yeah. Um, we'll come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, Muhammad Nuru, the poo poo guru from San Francisco. But first, we got a thousand bucks. Here's how you can win the money. For your chance at a thousand bucks, text the nationwide keyword bank, B A N K, to 200 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's bank to 200 200. And remember, you got to answer your phone. If you don't, that money moves on. Looks like it's going to be coming from a 513 area code. Your next chance to win $1,000 next hour here on KFI every day, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 620. Gary and Shannon live today, HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. We would uh, love to see you. will be here until 2 o'clock today. Oh, and then my understanding is that happy hour starts right after that. Oh. So you're going to want to stick around if you're here. That uh, If you're here, you might as well just stay all day. I think Harold would love to have you. To the Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM640 and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're live today, HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. Hey, look at these sweet shirts we have. For our latest gas news and brews. Those are pretty cool. Those are pretty nice. Yeah, here, you get, you get one. Wow, where'd you get those? I, I had them, uh, I had this box here. <laughs> it's like Santa over there. Yeah. Well, uh, you want us to sign that? All right. Sure. I have a pen. 1995 is our Flashback Friday year. Why? Because that is when the 49ers last won the Super Bowl. Let's go. <laughs> this Now, uh, I want to know. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield always looks homeless, doesn't he? Yes. Well, he lives in that stadium, doesn't he? He lives at the field. That, that can't be good for your hygiene. Um, do you feel more nervous now than you did at 10 o'clock? Yeah, it's, not gro- it's growing. It's, you're not so nervous. You're... I was driving in with my playoff playlist, which is all, you know, music designed to get the, the blood pumping. Right. You know, and to get you focused for the game that you're going to win. The problem is, is I'm not playing in the game. There's no reason for me to get amped up more than I'm already amped up. You know what I mean? Like, there's no positive thing that comes out of that. I'm not going to play harder. I'm not going to hit harder. You're not going to cheer harder? I'm not going to cheer minutes. harder. Uh, I have no control over this. And I keep telling myself that. You can't be invested and get this crazy over something you have no control over. Do you know how much good that does me? Nothing. Zero. But it's entertaining for the rest of us. Okay. That's, that's why I feel horrible for the people who are coming to my house for Super Bowl because they don't get to see you. I'll, that's gonna... I'll FaceTime you. Oh, great. That's even better. The United States is advised against all travel to China. The number of cases of this virus has spiked 10,000 people, it looks like now, in China. There was also a strange story out of uh, Florida today where you happened to be headed. Um, There was a a car chase right outside Mar-a-Lago where the president will be a little bit later this weekend, later today, actually, before he spends the weekend in Florida. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office said the Florida Highway Patrol was chasing a black SUV this morning as it headed toward a couple of security checkpoints just outside the Mar-a-Lago property. The SUV blew through a couple of checkpoints outside Mar-a-Lago and got shot at. Law enforcement ended up trying to shoot whoever was driving because, you know, the president. 
They eventually got away, whoever was in the black SUV. The car did, and then they arrested a couple of people. But not clear who shot, if it was Secret Service, um, because I would imagine they would have probably killed the guys if they wanted to. Um, So anyway, that's just an odd story that came out. And then, of course, in, uh, in the 1230 segment, we get into Swamp Watch and talk about politics. Nick has to do a, a goodbye love letter to John Delaney. The, yes, exactly. exactly. Who? Nobody knows who he is. John Delaney was running for president until today, decided to bow out. I still don't get that. Like, if you're the John Delaney's of the world, how do you ever think that you have a shot at getting the name recognition that would be required to even register on the polls? Which he failed to do. We still have people like, uh, I think Wayne Messam is still technically running for president. Again, I don't know who that is. See? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, we told you about the, what did you call him? Muhammad Nuru, the poo-poo guru from San Francisco. This is the director of public works up in San Francisco. He is in charge of clearing all of, listen, you're eating. We all know what's going on in San Francisco. I don't have to get into the details of it. It's his job to keep the sidewalk clean. Well, he and a bar owner, prominent bar owner in San Francisco, have been charged with fraud this week. They have been accused of concocting several schemes, including an uh, an attempt to bribe an airport commissioner to give the bar owner the edge in securing those lucrative contracts to get into SFO, get his uh, businesses, his restaurants into SFO. Guru Nuru is also accused of accepting gifts from a billionaire Chinese developer in exchange for a development deal, uh, lying to the FBI, receiving free and discounted building materials along with a John Deere tractor for his vacation home. Wait a minute. This guy has a vacation home in Calusa County. Now, I know Calusa County. Right. We, we both did some time right. uh, up in Northern California. It's like the Cleveland of California with There's less buildings. There's nothing in Calusa County, No, if I remember correctly. Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing there. How, you, I mean, I suppose you could have a, a vacation home and probably 1,000 acres and you're never going to see your neighbor. But why, why Calusa County? California is an incredible place. That's not where you put a vacation home. Anyway, that's fine. Maybe he's into shooting guns in the, in the open space. You know what I mean? Maybe, no. He, he's, maybe he's got like a bunker out there. Like people have bunkers out in the desert okay. to go so, shoot guns. So the poo-poo guru Nuru has, has a bunker in Calusa County that he's been exchanging bad money for and getting equipment from these Chinese developers to build up. I guess it's possible. The question San Francisco has is who gets to fire this guy? The charter in San Francisco is pretty clear about who has the power to fire him and who doesn't. Um, supervisors, the, the, the county board of supervisors there in San Francisco, does not get to get involved with personnel decisions, including appointment, promotion, or discipline. And they want to keep the elected officials from influencing hiring and firing decisions within city government, city slash county for, for San Francisco. But... They have to decide who does then have the power to do this. And does Muhammad Nuru, the poo-poo guru, get away with all of his pension, even if he's found guilty of corruption of on a federal he does. level? Of course he does. That's what city employees get. That's why it's so nice to get a job with the government, with the city or the county, because it's very hard to lose those benefits. The other thing is there's a difference between him getting fired and him resigning from his position. Um, Here's the thing, I, uh, the problem I have with this. 
is I think this happens all the time. Oh, yeah. I think city officials, public works officials, supervisors, they're all in it to benefit from themselves and use the city and use their contacts in the city to make themselves rich. I think there are side deals that go on all the time. It's in not, every jurisdiction. I would say 15, 20 years ago, everybody would assume Chicago government was like that because the Chicago yeah. was the place where all of these types of municipal cheaters were working well, and living. Look at what happened in Bell. No one was paying attention right. to Bell, California, you know. And you could make $750,000 a year as an administrative assistant. Right. Um, I'm going to take you back really quick. I'm, I just went down the Calusa County hole. Yeah. Arbuckle. Remember Arbuckle? Along I-5. So if you did radio in Chico, wherever you do radio, if you're a news anchor, uh, you have a list of cities to hit the weather for. You know, and uh, in in Chico, California, up at KPAY, News Talk 1290, Arbuckle was on that list to hit that that weather update. Arbuckle. Arbuckle, Grimes, Maxwell. Stonyford, Calusa, and Williams, I think, was the big city of Calusa Williams. County. Yeah, because that's up. It's you know, if you get in that part of Northern California, chances are you're lost or you're going to Portland. Yes, um, because you're not going to stop anywhere between Sacramento and Redding. I think that's... I did a radio remote broadcast at a Husqvarna shop in Williams at one point, <laughs> and there wasn't much else there. It was like the uh, Circle you, K and then the, the Husqvarna chainsaws. Did you see Muhammad Nuru driving away in a brand new Husqvarna? I did. Actually, it was a John Deere. Yeah, yeah. I did not. Maybe. I did not. All right. All right. Uh, when we come back, one of our fra- favorite segments, Terror in the Skies. We'll tell you why a, a family was asked to step off of the plane, sir. This is a revisit. You'll remember the story when we get to it. Gary and Shannon will continue live today at our News and Brews at HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. Home, where families connect and memories are made. Find your new home with PenFed, a mortgage partner who brings confidence and value to your home buying experience. They offer low rates and no lender fees and can even help you find a real estate agent through their trusted partners. Let PenFed bring you home. Visit PenFed.org slash home or call 1-800-970-7766. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA, equal housing lender. I'm Nick from Fullerton, and you're listening to the Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM 640 and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're live today. Our uh, latest news and brews at HK's Bar and Grill here in Rancho Cucamonga. What a great crowd. Yeah, this is a good crowd. This is awesome. I feel like I'm already at the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, at the top of next hour, we're going to get into the stories that are trending right now throughout uh, different social media, etc. We'll keep an eye on what's going on in the Senate. Uh, House managers and the president's defense team get a couple of hours to wrap up their arguments before we begin the all-important debate on whether or not they're going to have witnesses and subpoena more documents. It looks like Lisa Murkowski... A senator from Alaska was the latest to come out and say that she will vote no on the motion to consider subpoenas of new witnesses. So that's almost a guarantee that there will not be witnesses in the impeachment trial. But we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Also, a uh, for everybody likes Lisa Murkowski, huh? Uh, And then we'll uh, we'll also talk about the coronavirus. We're at about 10,000 now confirmed cases in China. 
according to the Chinese government. And the death toll is at 213. Delta, um, American Airlines have said that they are going to suspend all flights to China while we see how this coronavirus thing plays yeah, out. Yeah, Italy is shut down. Several countries have shut down all to and from uh, flights to China. Now, speaking of flights, though, it's time for Terror in the Skies. Flight 209, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Get off my plane. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane! It's Gary and Shannon's Terror in the Skies on KFI. Quick update, by the way, on coronavirus. It turns out, if you remember, the... um, the people who were evacuated from China that came to California and they're out at March Air Reserve Base, they will all be quarantined for 14 days instead of just the 72 hours that everybody was looking for. So everybody's applauding that. Well, I mean, you don't want coronavirus out walking around. What are you people? Are you me now? This is, this is... Anyway, they're all going to be at uh, March Air Reserve Base for 14 days. That's going to be a party. You talk about watching a Super Bowl watch party. That's going to be the place to be. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's, that sucks. All right. Uh, remember Yehuda Yosef Adler and his wife, Jenny? They are the couple that were kicked off their flight. They were with their 19-month-old daughter, and they were trying to fly back home to Detroit from a vacation in Miami last January. They did not smell good. That was the reason they were booted off this flight. It was called extremely offensive body odor, to be clear. (laughs) Now, I don't know. How bad does it have to be? It it has to be bad because the, the claim is that a pilot instructed a gate agent to have them get off the plane because of the extremely offensive body odor. So the planes that, um, the most recent plane trips that I've taken just last weekend as a matter of fact I walked into the plane pilot first pilot, uh, first officer there there in the cockpit how bad do you have to smell for the pilot to go oh my god what was that well and here's the thing planes are full of terrible smells all the time so they're used to the baseline is already pretty low you know, when it comes to clean air on a plane, especially on those long flights and throwing a couple babies, throwing a couple babies that need to be changed mid-flight. And pilots and the crew, they're used to just not not good smells. The, the uh, So that's how bad it had to have been. The family... Worse than newborn baby output. They don't... Newborns don't smell. Well, uh, more advanced it's babies. It's when you start getting... You start putting cheese in the baby. That's when that's when it starts to change. All bets are off at that point. That sounded weird, didn't it? When you put cheese in the baby. Yes. All right. Um, the, that the, just made me think of Anthony Jezelnik and the drop babies. Bit. Oh god. Oh my gosh. So good. Uh, anyway, uh, the family is suing the airline. Uh, they're suing American Airlines. Uh, saying that they, first of all, showered the morning of their flight, so there's no way they could smell that How bad. How do you prove that? And they said that they went around to people in the boarding area and asked them, do I stink? Do I smell? Could you, if you're at an airport, if you're at Dallas-Fort Worth, I don't remember exactly where in Texas this is, but if you're at Dallas-Fort Worth, you're at gate C-18, you're waiting for your flight, and somebody comes up to you holding a baby, and they say, do I stink? They said that more than 20 people said no. 
What are you going to say? Say somebody comes yeah. up and they do smell. The other 40, you're not going to engage with them. You're not going to say, yeah, you smell like hell. The other you're 40 people that they asked. whatever you think they want to hear. Yeah, they all dry heaved, so they couldn't answer no or yes. Uh, in addition to being kicked off the plane, they said that their luggage stayed on the plane and went on to their destination to Detroit. So they were they were without clothing. They didn't have most of the things that they said they needed for the baby. The lawsuit it, goes on to say... That when you Google body odor now, their family name comes up. And that's a problem for them. Well, that I could understand. That's got to be hard to live down. And how do you tell that to your kid when that kid grows up? That was the greatest vacation dad ever took us on. I mean, you can explain to the baby. Listen, you are new. You're a new baby. Uh, We had begun to put cheese in you. And there was a lot of things uh, going on that day. Um, they maintain, though, by the way, that it's a, a religious bias right. thing, that, that the gate agent said something that uh, Orthodox Jews bathe only once a week or something like that. Right. So that's why they're that's one of the reasons why they're suing. Um, <laughs> I got to find a new way to say that. Put cheese in the baby. Put cheese in the baby. Start feeding your baby cheese. Sounds a little bit better. That's probably that's what I meant. Do babies eat cheese? Like if you if you put it in them, they do. I thought that the the babies would be eating you know the the Gerber's apricot stuff. Sometimes it's whipped cheese. Really? Yeah. Huh. All right, we'll talk trending when we come back. To Gary and Shannon live today at the News and Brews. We're at HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. Half the show down, half the show to go. We'll be back right after this. Don't take it. You're the one. I'm Nathan from Rancho Cucamonga. Chris Little is holding my beer. You're listening to the <laughs> Gary and Shannon Show, KFI 640, and live everywhere on iHeartRadio app. All right, Nathan. And we are live today. HK's Bar and Grill here in Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, nice job, buddy. Uh, we, uh, we At the bottom of the hour, we're going to get into Swamp Watch. We're going to talk about what's going on in Washington, D.C., the uh, the end of the impeachment trial apparently is close. Uh, we could see this thing drag out for a couple of days, but it seems more and more likely that we will end this either late tonight or very early tomorrow morning when we have a couple of votes on the two articles of impeachment. So we'll get into that at the bottom of the hour. Next hour, we're going to have a lot of fun. We have our nine news nuggets you need to know coming up. Um, and we're also going to talk about the, the weird uh, corporate jargon that everybody puts in their emails lately. Shannon said the term circle back she wanted to circle back with one of our salespeople the other day well we in my defense and i stopped we were walking out of the elevator i stopped we were fresh out of a meeting with salespeople, and so i was thinking like i was a person with a real job and so i said we should circle back to that and as soon as it left my lips i wanted it back uh because we don't have real jobs and we never have to say things like reach out circle back no. touch base all that crap I mean, it's really bottom of the barrel when it comes to our communication with each other at work. <laughs> what else is going on? Time for What's Happening. Sometimes the Lord will put a news story in front of you for a reason. Yes. And today the Lord has blessed me with this news story as a precautionary tale. Yes. We all know that Shannon is headed to Florida tomorrow to go to the Super Bowl. And everyone, yeah, right. And and everyone is worried. Is concerned about the state of Florida. 
um, <laughs> because of what, you know, this can do all over in different states. Well, two people are in custody after a police pursuit there near the president's Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach. Right. This is what we thought was a shooting. We had originally said that someone may have shot at this big SUV that blew through a couple of security checkpoints near Mar-a-Lago. It turns out the incident started several miles away from the resort when police were called to a report of a woman dancing on top of a parked car in a hotel parking lot. Yeah. So... This is basically God saying, Shannon. Yeah. Don't. Let's not. Listen, I think if anybody has an idea here. I, if we win the Super Bowl, I would so get onto a parked car and dance. There's no question. <laughs> I mean, the only question is how many different parked cars would I dance on? <laughs> and would you please wear soft-soled shoes? <laughs> Just please for the... Just to be nice. Um, yeah, we're, I, we're trying to devise a plan. I think I should get your husband on the horn and ask him. He doesn't want to know. He doesn't, it's probably true. He doesn't want to know what I'm doing. Have you talked to him at all about bail money? No. Okay. No. He's done. He doesn't do bail? <laughs> no. Okay, good. He all would right. leave me. Remember when I got arrested at Dodger Stadium? He said nothing to help bail me out of that situation. Wait, he was sitting in the car yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, another trending story, of course, is uh, the fallout more from the helicopter crash that killed Kobe Bryant and his daughter and uh, seven other people. The company that owns this, uh, this helicopter, Island Express Helicopters, was not licensed to fly choppers by instruments when visibility was bad, which explains why they didn't ask for that type of permission on Sunday when the weather was so bad. That. There was a question that had been floating around for the last couple of days. My understanding is that Island Express Helicopters has also um, stopped operations as of right now. Whether they get back into the business, we don't know. But at this point, they have stopped. The other thing about the Kobe story is tonight is the first night that the Lakers will play since Kobe's death. And there have been, I mean, ESPN, as busy as they've been with Super Bowl week, has also been showing a lot of uh, footage of Kobe as a player, Kobe after his career, Kobe as a kid, all of that stuff. So tonight is the first time the Lakers have an opportunity to memorialize him in Staples Center before their game. The Defense Department says that 14 more U.S. service members have been diagnosed with traumatic brain injury since that Iranian missile attack that targeted uh, U.S. forces at two Iraqi bases this month. The total number now of service members hit or hurt, excuse me, is 64. Now, more than half of them have returned to duty, and it looks like the majority of these were concussions. And there's all this talk about, well, the, the administration tried to hide this fact, and it turns out that there's even more people that have been hurt. Concussion system, uh, symptoms don't present themselves right away in many cases. So I don't think there was a big cover-up to say that nobody was hurt in this. Uh, I just think that it takes some time for concussions to present themselves. My question also is, because, you know, a lot of talk about concussions in the last, say, 10 or 15 years, not just in the sports world, but in general, and how... They can impact you. I wonder if that story even makes the news 15 years ago, that, that there was a concussive-style injury like yeah, that. Yeah, probably not. Um, the, uh, the story about coronavirus locally is also trending because we just found out that 
the American evacuees from China who flew into March Air Reserve Base, not too far from here, they will be under quarantine for the full 14 days. There was I'm some declaring a public health emergency of international concern. This is a fluid situation. <laughs> there it is. Are you going to call? Please leave the room. This is a class one emergency. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> virus detected. This potentially deadly virus was now on the loose. Now on the loose. So they're going to quarantine all of those people for the full 14 days. No one's going to get out of there anytime soon. But that way they get to miss things like the Iowa caucuses and the Super Bowl and the next debate and that fun stuff. We are a dumb people. Uh, we continually use animals to pick the winners of different sporting events, don't we? In Cincinnati, they've used a hippo to make her Super Bowl pick this week <laughs> at the Cincinnati Zoo. Fiona, the Nile hippopotamus, is three years old. And she picked... Kansas City by picking her meal and then vomited. Yeah. Then she barfed. Right next to that Kansas City logo, sir. You hear that? <laughs> Threw up right next to your logo. There was another bulldog, I think, that was a pro, uh, a picker of, of winners. A prognosticator, a prognosticator. perhaps. Remember sure. Paul the Octopus? Yeah. That he was World Cup, I think. Yeah, that right? was World Cup. Uh, and that bulldog also chose Kansas City. Uh-oh. Uh, so what I think we need to do is get an animal in here <laughs> and have that animal. No, no, no. Non-human animal. Non-human. <laughs> and have that animal pick my 49ers, you know, to make things right in the world. All right. If you want to, I don't. I don't know if they allow. You got to get special permission from Harold to get. You're them. right. I probably shouldn't have gone with yeah. that request. You shouldn't uh, have said that. Someone's, <laughs> someone's throwing. Someone's going to bring in an iguana or something. <laughs> <laughs> a cow carrier is on its way down here right now. All right, uh, we have your opportunity at. We're talking more Super Bowl here in just a second. Uh, some of the stuff that you could bet on, things to get ready for on Sunday, and how we're going to keep track of Shannon and her legal status uh, as she goes through a weekend of partying. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody does. Uh, your chance at $1,000 coming up in a few minutes. We'll tell you how you can win it. Gary and Shannon live today at our latest news and brews. This is how we do it. from Ontario, California, and you're listening to The Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM 640 and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Take it away. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we are at News & Brews. We're today at the HK's Bar & Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, still, we're going to be here until 2 o'clock today. So, <laughs> thanks for... Thanks for uh, showing up. Uh, we'd love to see you. Come on out and grab some lunch or a beer or both or a glass of wine. I don't care. Um, you're hungry, right? Is I'm there... starving. Does this? Well, I mean, it's. I was hungry, and then I looked at the menu, and then I, I, I reached. I went over to starving. Right. Because it's all good. All right. Well, what well, do you want to eat? Well, I don't care. We usually pick. Those are really good. Those are those... good, but I don't know if we can. If we can do that. Uh, what about those? I, I was thinking about... We could put cheese in the baby. I was baby. thinking about this. Sausage. Sausage and peppers? Yeah. Maybe that's a good idea. 
Yeah. Anyway, we can oh, do that off the show, air. We're right. on, we could have done the that radio, during the commercials. Right. That would have been a better thing. Super Bowl is upon us. Super Bowl 54. And we have your chance at $1,000, too. How about For that? For your chance at 1000 bucks, text the nationwide keyword TALK, T-A-L-K, to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's TALK to 200-200. Winners answer the phone. Losers let it go to voicemail. Uh, you have to pick up that phone to pick up $1,000. But there's another chance an hour from now. In fact, every hour through the John and Ken show and through the first hour of the Conway show, we give away $1,000 an hour right here on KFI. So the Chiefs 49ers this Sunday in Miami, and the Chiefs are a point-and-a-half favorite. We thought we'd see that spread move one way or the other, and it hasn't since it opened, right? Yeah, which is amazing because usually there's a lot of energy, a lot of uh, a lot of betting activity, and the, the, the move somewhere, a I point, think, two points, whatever. I think we are all going to be treated to a great game when you look at these two teams on paper. And, you know, there's, there's no... No Apple involved. You know, I, I, if, if, if the 49ers lose, I'll be devastated, but I'll feel good for the Chiefs. I'll feel good for Patrick Mahomes, you know, and, and, and Chiefs fans are great, too. They are some of the best fans in the NFL, but no one is really talking about the Chiefs and the 49ers except for ESPN, and everybody is talking about that picture of Tom Brady. Did you all see this? Yeah, his was it Instagram or Twitter? Either one. He posted a picture on social media. It's a silhouette of him walking out of a tunnel. In plain clothes. Yeah. So all the speculation is that, does it mean he's retiring? You know, we need to do more mysterious posts like that. Oh, let's do one right now. What would just, it be? I, just like turn around and face the wall, like Blair Witch Project. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Let me switch over I gotcha. to like Gary and Shannon. So it's Instagram. just like this? Yeah. Up against the wall? Yeah. Okay, and wait, hold on. No one knows what I'm doing? Yep. And it could be, can you hear the mic squeak on the yeah. okay. plastic? And no, and no caption, right? Yeah, no caption. All right, share. Okay. Got it. Excellent. And we'll have people speculate about yeah, what it means. Yeah, people will be like, "What is Gary okay? Is he going to go play for another station? What does it mean? We, what? Like we, Tom uh, Brady goes to play oh, for another team. Oh, I get team, it, got it. Like he's leaves gonna, the building, but, he but comes, goes to Los Angeles. Yeah, he's going to. That's not going to happen. Starting quarterback for your Los Angeles Chargers. You, you don't trade up a 38-year-old franchise quarterback for a 42-year-old one. Mm. You just don't. It doesn't make any sense. What if he's Tom Brady, though? No. Okay. Absolutely. And right. Chargers fans hate Tom Brady. I mean, it would be such a 4-5 slap to Chargers fans if they brought over Tom Brady. Um, my wife wanted you to know that she wore her Niners hat to Costco today. Oh, good. Yes. What about the towel? Did you put the towel in her I back don't pocket? Know where that went? She may be saving. I it have for extras. Sunday. You have. I more. have four of those. <laughs> well, then you may have to get one uh, to her. Uh, you had it. We had a request for you to tell your story about how you got arrested at Dodger Stadium. Oh, right. If you haven't heard it, right. Uh, and this is this is in preparation for you being let loose on South Florida over the weekend. Yeah. Okay. What could go wrong? Right. Me in Miami. Uh, I did go to Miami earlier this football season and was very well behaved. I'll have you know. Yeah. So I do have, there's a precedent there. Uh, this was Dodgers playoffs. I want to say, I was anchoring on John and Ken. So it had to have been at least five or six years ago. And I park near the fire station. If you've been to Dodger Stadium, you know where that is. I park outside the stadium because I don't want to pay for the parking. And you can get out quicker after the game. Uh, so I, I pull in there. It's hours before opening pitch. And First pitch. I'm 
Okay. I'm sitting there uh, in the driver's seat. My husband's in the passenger seat, and we're reading books. I'm reading a true crime. Nerd. I'm reading a true crime book. And because we knew that we were going to be there super early, we packed with us a couple of beverages. So I had a cider with me, a cider, which is like 3% alcohol. Okay. One, one cider. (laughs) And I'm sitting there drinking this cars off windows are down. And I see this Prius pull up and there's four guys in the Prius and they're wearing wife beaters. Okay. And they're wearing jewelry too. And they look over and then they look back and they roll up their, their windows, all of them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope these guys don't hotbox this car right now because cops come up here all the time. And I even had the thought, maybe I should go over there and tell, tell them, them, hey, don't- hey, you guys, I don't know. I, mean, I could be profiling wrong, but like cops are here all the time. But I didn't because I was like, that's not in your business. I take a sip of my cider. I put it down. And as I put it down, all four of them burst out of that Prius, badges drawn to my car. And they write me up for drinking in the vehicle in the driver's seat. My cider. My one freaking cider. And my favorite part about it is that your husband was like this. My husband, who may or may not be in law enforcement, says nothing. He just totally (laughs) just lets me get cited and released and says nothing. He may or may not have some pull and just chose not to. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know what? You make your own bed, Shannon. That's my absolute favorite. So, uh, yeah. I mean, and the the cop that wrote me up, he was a rookie cop, and you could tell that all of his other friends were giving him crap because (laughs) they they look in the car and all there is is that one cider and the, like, one Coors Light or whatever my husband was drinking. Like it was going to be the big bust. Like it was going to be a bust, you know? (laughs) Anyway, that's the story. Anyway, so that's the that's what we have to look forward to. That's different from when I got arrested at Disneyland. Different right. story. Less alcohol at yeah. the Disneyland story. Uh, all right, we come back. We're going to get into Swamp Watch and talk about what's going on in Washington, D.C. If you are here now, now's a great time to order lunch, right? Yes. Yes, if you haven't eaten yet. Um, I was... Really more for us than anything. But uh, uh, we'll come back and talk about some political stuff. We, at the top of the hour, will update you on coronavirus. And thank you, by the way. I want to say thank you to everyone. I haven't heard one cough or one sneeze I know, it's all a morning. healthy crowd. And I'm so happy about that. No That's coronavirus. Fantastic. And we let Asian guys in here, too. So oh, stop it. They're the ones who said it. They said it. Uh, reminder that if you're drinking today... That's all. I just want everybody to, you know, be adults about this and uh, walk home. Be responsible. Right. I be responsible. Drink You're responsibly. Not, we're not your parents here. Yeah. Are, are we going to start drinking? Well, we got to get food, too. Right. Okay. All right. Gary and Shannon. Sure. The party's about to start, people. HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. That's where we are, and that's where you should be as well. I'm Jesse from Marino Valley, and you're listening to the Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM 640 and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right. Thank you, Jesse. Very good, Jesse. 
We are live today, HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. The lunch order is in, and the party is about to begin. The party has already begun. Uh, the party began before we even got on the air. I am so impressed with this crowd. Those guys with their buckets of beer that they have now finished wow. together, all of them. Five buckets of beer? That's no, a no, lot. No, 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 or no. Five no. Five beers. Five, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're going to be responsible, right? They're going to be responsible. Okay. And uh, they were here before 10 o'clock. They were here before you were. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we will follow a bunch of stories that are going on. We'll talk a little bit about impeachment um, in just a few minutes when we jump into Swamp Watch. Uh, don't forget, producer Nick has to give a love letter to John Delaney because he dropped out of the, uh, the race for president. Uh, the coronavirus now is up to about 10,000 confirmed cases in China, according to the Chinese government. No, no, that's not. A, we don't. We don't applaud that. Um, the death toll is at 213, uh, but Delta and American they have suspended all flights in and out of China right now. Uh, other airlines are following suit, and then the Harvey Weinstein trial is going on right now. In fact, one of the people that's testifying today. Uh, is a woman who is accusing him of rape. She was the one, she is the source of at least one of the charges against Harvey Weinstein. And it's been uh, some of the stuff that's coming out of this guy's trial are just absolutely disgusting. So, uh, 12.30 yeah. is when we talk Washington. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. See what we've done? Well, the final verdict in the president's Senate impeachment trial could be extended as to as late as Wednesday. That would be after the Iowa caucuses. That would be after the State of the Union address. Senators heard debate today on whether the trial should include witnesses and Lisa Murkowski, Republican out of Alaska, released a statement that she would be voting no on hearing new evidence. So this makes it all but certain that a vote on more witnesses and documents would fail. Yeah, the other person who was uh, sort of on the fence, at least until last night, was Lamar Alexander uh, of Tennessee. And he came out and also said that he would oppose calling any witnesses, uh, subpoenaing any documents, etc. So there... There's no chance. Uh, th- it seemed like earlier in this week, I think Mitch McConnell even said to Republicans that he didn't have the votes to block witnesses. But now that doesn't seem like it's going to be an issue. It's not going to be a problem. But if if they do drag this thing out, we talked about this a little bit earlier. If they do drag this thing out, you've got four senators who are sitting in judgment there, I guess, in, in the Senate chambers who are also running for president. They don't get to go to Iowa. If they actually have something going on in the impeachment trial on Monday, they don't get to go. I think the president cares more about that and ruining their Iowa party than he cares about the optics of having this go on when he delivers his State of the Union address. I don't think he cares. In fact, I think he wants to do the State of the Union address with this going on so he can point to all of the lawmakers that have been obsessed with getting him out of office since he took it over and say, what have they done for you? What have they done for the American public? I think that is kind of going to be a powerful statement uh, that he wants to make during that address. 
Um, Democrats have been asking for for testimony on this, for more testimony, that is, especially from people like John Bolton, uh, Mick Mulvaney, the acting chief of staff, etc. But the president's lawyers were there. Jay Sekulow is leading that team, and he said this is just going to take too long as they try to move forward. His point, and, and, and his point I think is well taken, if if the push was on so hard to get the impeachment itself done before Christmas, which happened, why did, first of all, Nancy Pelosi sit on the articles of impeachment for a month? And then why are they trying so hard to drag the thing out and extend it even more now by asking for witnesses and documents? I understand the Democrats' arguments, but Jay Sekulow is, can't, is saying you can't speed up and slow down at the same time. You can't say we have to get this done because there's a time crunch and then suggest that the best way to do this is to draw it out uh, in terms of time. Alan Dershowitz was absent from the Senate floor yesterday, then turned up on TV from Miami. Yeah. Where's he going? <laughs> he, uh, he said that he had a family commitment, which he could not change, and that the defense team had begged him to stay. But he got a lot of heat from critics who who were not happy with his argument that a president could not be impeached for a quid pro quo to aid his reelection. So I think he, he wanted to skedaddle and get the hell out of there and stop getting so much attention for, for his arguments. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about what's going on in Iowa as they get closer to the caucuses, uh, because there's also a big debate coming up next week. I know that's what, that's what everybody should react like. They should, they should ignore it. How many uh, have there been? This, I think, is going to be the eighth debate, seventh or eighth, I think. And what is this going to show us that the other eight have not shown us? Well, I'll tell you what. Andrew Yang is going to be on the stage. He wasn't there last time. So, the, sorry. I'm not saying that there's Asians that – never mind. It's doesn't – when we come back, we'll talk about the Democratic candidates and – one guy dropped out of the race today. John Delaney, the businessman, former congressman from Maryland, is out. I saw Nick writing his goodbye letter with a pen and paper. The old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. So Nick has to write a love letter to John Delaney. We'll hear from Nick coming up in a few minutes. Gary and Shannon will continue. We are live at HK's Bar and Grill here in Rancho Cucamonga. Hell of a crowd. Thank you guys for coming out. This is Good Times. the Gary and Shannon show on KFIAM 640 and we're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Yes. Well done. Well done. We, we are, are live, live today at HK's Bar and Grill here in Rancho Cucamonga and uh, we are having a party. It's a pre-Super Bowl party if you will. I guess that's one way to look at it. I don't. Again, I don't know why. I mean, I know why. I just feel like your seats being in row XXN, uh, row number six forty four, seat seven thousand two hundred and nine, might be a little far away from the field I than know. what you're used to. I don't care. I know. I know. Okay. All right. Uh, we're in the middle of Swamp Watch where we talk about what's going on in politics. Uh, Nick has a, a, a goodbye letter here in just a few minutes. We're going to talk. He's got to pour out his heart to John Delaney, the former Maryland congressman who's dropped out of the race. But Monday is the Iowa caucuses. Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden are going hard after Bernie Sanders this week. 
They are under growing pressure as moderates because of all the momentum the progressives are getting. When you look at Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Biden was blunt when asked by reporters to compare himself or contrast himself, I guess is a better way to say it, with Bernie Sanders. And Biden told the reporters, I'm a Democrat. He's not a registered Democrat, to the best of my knowledge. Bernie has a different view. He said, I mean, everything I've suggested to you that I want to do, I've figured out how to pay for it. Uh, Buttigieg, on the other hand, was talking about Bernie Sanders' demands for uh, everyone to be a progressive, basically. And he said it's a kind of politics that says you got to go all the way here and nothing else counts. So Buttigieg trying to portray himself as at least not crazy, uh, moderate if you want to call it that, but not crazy compared to Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar, who are big in the Midwest, as you can understand it, They've had bigger crowds than Biden across Iowa over the past week. You know, they're going so so the Iowa caucuses are Monday. On Thursday of next week, they have another Democratic debate. This will be the eighth debate. It's coming up at St. Anselm College in Manchester, New Hampshire, ahead of those primaries. Then they have another debate on the 19th, and then they have another debate on the 25th of February. They have three debates over the next four weeks. That's too many. It's just too many. The other thing about it, uh, remember, the, the Democratic National Committee gets to choose um, who gets to go into each of the debates. And they set up criteria by determining you have to have you know, a certain showing in all of, uh, all of the recent polls. You have to have a certain uh, number of donors that have contributed to your, to your campaign. And then also that you have to have the early state polling criteria met as well. And at this point, they only have a few people who have qualified for this debate coming up on Thursday. But they dropped one of those for – thank you. I appreciate that. It's very nice of you. You look great in those pants. Oh, thank you, sir. Um, Oh, it's your favorite kind, Corbell. For the ninth debate that's coming up in Las Vegas, they have dropped one of the the requirements, the donor requirement. Do you know who that helps? Michael Bloomberg. Because he said he's going to finance his own campaign. He doesn't need a bunch of donors. Michael Bloomberg may finally make it onto a debate stage coming up towards the end of next month in Las Vegas. And if he does, if he does make it, uh, then he is going to set himself up to be the one person, I think, who has an opportunity to challenge Joe Biden when it comes to California. Or even, I don't know where Bernie's polling in California compared to Joe Biden, but... Uh, Michael Bloomberg is the guy who's been paying. I mean, you hear his commercials on our station, voiced by Michael Douglas. Have you heard those? No. Uh, Tom Steyer as well, in terms of not needing those donors, he can pay for his own stuff. So those guys may make it onto the stage for those debates as well, simply because they're doing away with the donor requirement. Do you see what Wilbur Ross said? Yes. This is the Commerce Secretary. Secretary of Commerce. He's 174 years old. He is. And he suggested that this outbreak in china would benefit the u.s economy that it could encourage american manufacturers in china to return to the united states he says i think it'll help accelerate the return of jobs to north america some to the u.s probably some to mexico as well and then he had to kind of clean it up and say well i'm not trying to take a victory lap over you know all these people dying (laughs) uh, but that it could be one of the consequences Uh, All right. Back in June, we had the opportunity when 24 people were announced as candidates to run for president. Uh, We chose each 
who we thought was going to win. It was called our presidential election fantasy league. Well, and, and the thing is, is the pickings were not good, as yeah. you can imagine. So we ended up with some real lightweights on our fantasy teams. Some stinkers. Yeah. And when they drop out of the race, we each have to write a love letter to that candidate once they shuffle off this mortal coil and, and go on their way back into obscurity. John Delaney, the businessman, former congressman from, from Maryland, was one of the very first to announce that he was going to run for president. And he dropped out of the race today. So Nick, our producer, Nick, has a handwritten love letter Aww, that's taken to the me back. congressman, John Delaney. You ever Nick, get broken up with by a, a letter like that? Yes. Oh, that's terrible. A literal Dear John letter? Yeah. 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 So Nick, take it away. Dear John, who are you again? <laughs> I have to admit, I didn't even remember you were on my team. When I told Gary and Shannon that I lost you this morning, they just stared at me <laughs> like I was speaking a foreign language. Nobody remembers you. In fact, I'm looking at a picture of you right now, and I still can't remember what you look like. <laughs> Why'd you take so long to drop out? If I had to describe what... Eggs, cheese, milk, bread, tortillas, ground <laughs> beef. Looks like I think I got so you. bored writing my letter that I started writing my grocery list. So, uh, whatever, John Delaney. Well done. Well done. That was so good. Producer Nick, thank you. We are live. HK's Bar and Grill for our latest news and brews. We'll be back. Uh, a coronavirus update when we oh, come back to Gary and Shannon. waiting for that. And you're listening to the Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM 640 and live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I like that enthusiasm. That's lovely. Live today at HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. One more hour left in the show, so there's still time to come on out and say hello. We'd love to see you. Uh, Don't check your 401k today. Uh, The Dow is down on Wall Street. Is a guy by the name of Ralph Campora. He says it's going to get worse before it gets better for the stock market. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the reasons that the stock market's been dragged down is anything that's related to travel, uh, international tourism, anything like that has been suffering greatly. We just found out as well that Delta, American, and now United is announcing that they are all suspending U.S. Chinese flights starting next week. At this point, <laughs> I don't understand why that's a... Why is that an applause line? What? Well, they've got it. You know, they got a. I don't know why not now, but I still don't understand why that's an applause line. Maybe we can talk after the show. Anyway, this is not. This is not as um, as deadly yet in terms of numbers. Not as deadly as the SARS outbreak that we saw 15 years ago. But because it is bigger and because it is apparently spreading faster. Even if it's not as deadly as SARS, there's a chance that we're going to see it kill more people than SARS, which they is not a good thing. are erecting a hospital right now that has a 1,000 beds there in that area of China, the Ground Zero area. And 
They did the same thing with SARS, and what's different with this one is now they've already started construction on another hospital, a prefab building, because they think they're going to need all of that extra space. So all the indicators are that the people on the ground in China who may or may not be giving us all the information, and I lean towards may not be, uh, they know how bad this thing is and how bad it's going to get. The Trump administration is issuing a mandatory quarantine for U.S. citizens who visited this area in the last 14 days and are denying entry to foreign nationals who pose a risk of transmitting the virus in the United States. They've declared the coronavirus a public health emergency in this country. Uh, They now say that beginning at 5 o'clock on February 2nd, which will be Sunday evening, Any U.S. citizen that comes back from the Wuhan area will be subject to quarantine for up to two days because they're going to check them to make sure they're not showing signs. Two days isn't a whole lot of time. Again, two days is not enough because if you contract the virus, that thing might not show symptoms for anywhere between three and 14 days, depending on who you are and what the virus looks like for you. U.S. and international health officials are, they're saying, speeding work to create a vaccine. Yes, there is not one that exists right now. Uh, They say that the hopes to get this vaccine to the market are high, but doctors want to set expectations for how quickly that can happen very low. That developing, testing, and reviewing any potential vaccine is a long, complex, and expensive endeavor. They say it could take months or years, according to global health experts. (laughs) But don't panic. Well, listen, again, the 99% of the confirmed cases of coronavirus are in china all right 99 percent. that doesn't mean again not asian stop pointing fingers at the guy uh and that's not a real mask i can tell i think this is a good weekend to travel through four airports yeah i don't know i don't know what you're worried what about go wrong? what could go wrong if the chiefs win and i get coronavirus i'm gonna be pissed i mean, one or the other you know what i mean well, that's not good because if the Chiefs win, I feel like your immune system will oh, be shut down. Will be depleted. It will shut down. Like all this adrenaline and excitement gone completely. Um, so now that we've got a, a declared public health emergency in the United States, I'm going to repeat what I've been saying for the last few days. Everyone should be just a tiny bit afraid of coronavirus. Where's the Purell? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with. Making sure that you wash your hands that extra time and you close your mouth when your neighbor starts coughing into Y'all your face. Y'all want some Purell. We've got some up yeah, here. We've got some extras up here. Um, so it doesn't kill it? It doesn't kill it. No, but it makes but, me feel yeah, better. Yeah, exactly. Right? It makes me smell nice as well. And we know how that can be a problem. I mean, if you have coronavirus. You, you- smell like you've been changing diapers all day. I mean, <laughs> clean. Like, and you've cleaned up after. That's the, the there was a. We've somebody, got some wipes. Yeah, somebody gave us a. Uh, some hand sanitizing wipes, and I said, if we break these things out, it's going to smell like we're changing diapers up here because everybody, you know, changing babies' diapers. Anybody, nobody? Nobody's changed a baby's diaper before? No, I didn't do that. All right. And Skip that step. If you were here earlier, you also heard me say things like, put cheese in a baby. I think you've got to stop saying that. Yeah. It sounds wrong. It does sound It is wrong. It's totally wrong. That woman with the bonus bell, she rings it at all the the wrong times. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> that's great. 
Maybe that's the new purpose of the bonus bell. Story of our show. Yeah. Uh, inappropriate ringing. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Um, when uh, when we come back, there's a couple things. Number one, we're going to tell you how you can win a thousand bucks. And second, if you're one of those people who has to uh, communicate via email. And you're in any sort of a, a corporate environment. Like you have a real job unlike us, and you have to talk to people and be careful with your language. I saw a meme this week, and it said, uh, what's the correct way to say that this? For F's sake or for F's sake, it's for work, so it's got to be right. It's got to be grammatically correct. Right. And I loved it because you can never be totally honest with those work emails, right? You have to kind of dance around, massage the point a little bit. I think it's apostrophe S. I think it's for F's sake. It's apostrophe yes. S. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would say so as well. All right. Well, yeah. I'm glad we did some good work here today. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about corporate jargon and what it really means when we come back. Gary and Shannon live today, HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga, here until 2 o'clock today. from beautiful downtown San Bernardino, and you're listening to The Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM 640 and live freaking everywhere on the (laughs) iHeartRadio app. Oh, man. That was a close one. (laughs) Don't know where we're going to go. I didn't know either. Well, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, Gary and Shannon live today at uh, HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. Thanks for coming out. We'll be here until 2 o'clock. Our nine news nuggets you need to know coming up in a few minutes. We told you before the final numbers are in, and uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average had its worst day since late August. It's not good. Dow was down 603 points. That's a little more than 2%. Uh, S&P 500, NASDAQ also dropped about that same, and all of it is because of the coronavirus and the fears of the the impact it's going to have on the economies around the world. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, John and Ken are going to have more on that coming up when they start at 2 o'clock. we got got 1000 bucks to give away, though, if your 401K is losing money. Here's how For you can win it. For your chance at 1000 bucks, text the nationwide keyword COFFEE, C-O-F-F-E-E, to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's COFFEE to 200-200. And remember, you've got to answer the phone. If you don't, they will move on, and so will your money. It looks like it's going to be coming from a 513 area code. Your next chance to win is next hour and every hour here on KFI, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. to 620. Just the other day, Shannon and I were walking out of the elevator at the uh, lobby of our building, and uh, we, we've said many times that this is not its not real work. I mean, yes, we work for a corporation, and we do get the emails every once in a while that say weird stuff and odd things. But in terms of the way we communicate and the way we talk to people who we work with, we don't use a lot of the corporate speak. No, we don't have a filter, really. Uh, We have mentioned numerous times that we need to shut our office door because we can be so frank and so blunt with each other. Because we don't have that atmosphere as colleagues where we have to say things like, I'm going to reach out with this opportunity and we'll go ahead and circle back next week and I'll touch base with you on Tuesday. Right. And we'll say things like, hey, 
The, I, not, no, I can't, there's can't nothing even, I can say that no. would. Let's just say that one of us happens to be louder than the other. And we than, always. Than most people. We always. Uh, and we always work have. blue humor into yeah. every conversation. It's really bad. So We're we, eight-year-old boys. So when we walk out of the elevator the other day and Shannon says that she wanted to circle back with someone, I stopped walking because it was so jarring that she would say something so corporate gross. Yeah. And, you, and then you said, did you just say circle back? You know, yeah, and you weren't even talking about anything dirty or no, anything. It's no, it's just you were, and you said, you know, you were gonna. It was because it was in the context of a salesperson you wanted to talk to. Well, because we had just gone to a sales meeting where we had to actually speak like grown adults to people, which was challenging. Hard. For me. It was a challenge. Well, I cramped up at one point. Yeah, like my jaw locked. I haven't done that in years. Uh. Spoken like an adult. Well, there's a great article that came out that talked about the difference between the way people regularly speak or what they really mean versus the corporate jargon that they use in their emails. And these are these are great. Uh, a woman named uh, Delia Panescu said she became obsessed with all the obscene, uh, insane corporate ways that we say normal things to each other. So she says in her tweet. That her favorite by far is the quote, I'm a little confused. And she said it's absolute rage masked as a professional pleasantry. So true. I'm a little confused about your yeah. previous email. Like, why are you such an idiot you can't figure out what I was talking about before? The head of IT for our company, I'm not going to say his name. I shouldn't have even said what he does. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> we're, we're a circle of trust here, right? right? Doesn't leave this room, uh, right? <laughs> so he sent out an email, a company-wide email that was one of these jargon-type things. And I write back to him, what you really mean to say is... <laughs> You know, y'all go screw yourselves because you're being dumb. And he's like, you know exactly. You bottom lined it. You know exactly what I meant. Well, Delia then opened it up and said, what are your, some of your best or most insufferable work gibberish phrases? And people responded left and right. And these are great. Here's one. Per my last email, code for do you even know how to effing read? <laughs> Because if you have to send that email of, per my last email, could you go ahead and make that change that I told you to make? Why haven't you made it yet? Here's one, here's one just for you. This one is the quote, just circling back on this, when really what you mean is, I just need you to answer. A yes or no will do. Just please answer. Here's another one. I hope this helps, <laughs> which means never ask me for anything ever again. Uh, a, so good. A good one. When you say something like, as previously discussed... What you really mean is, I didn't put it in writing last time because I thought you were an adult. I like this one. <laughs> Thank you for your feedback. I'll be sure to keep it in mind. Your criticism is completely irrelevant, if not flat out wrong, and you know less on the topic than the back end of a donkey, but I have to pretend like I at least considered your opinion. <laughs> uh, there's two. Somebody wrote in and says, I've attached another copy to this email for your convenience, which means... I know you're going to buy yourself time by claiming you lost the previous file and the quote, thanks in advance, which means, no, you do not have a choice to do what I asked you to do. This story and this thread on social media is why Office Space was so successful and why that movie is such a cult favorite. Yep. Because that's all that Lumberg does is he comes by Peter's desk and he's like... <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm going to need you. And it's like, just talk like a normal person. So when Peter has his like break with reality and he comes in and he talks like a normal person, he keeps getting promoted because that's what people really want. That, just talk like a normal person. Yeah. That's the way we try to do that, right? Oh yeah. Okay.
I'll never say circle back again. Please do not. I apologize for that. All right. Uh, we are live today. HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. We got a couple segments left. If you are in the building, by the way, you're in the building right now. We're going to be giving away a few prizes, so you're going to want to stick around for the end of the show. We'll be here until 2 o'clock. Our nine news nuggets you need to know coming up in just a minute. Gary and Shannon will be right back. She called me Mr. Bombastic. Tell me fantastic. Touch me on me box. She says I'm Mr. Romantic. And you're listening to the Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM 640 and live <coughs> everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Oh my god. Stop it. Good lord. <laughs> HK's Bar and Grill is where we are in Rancho Cucamonga. That guy does not have coronavirus. Yeah, everybody stand down. This, yeah. It's all right. We, uh, What's going we, on with this guy? Uh, we're going to be out here until 2 o'clock today. <laughs> He's the animal that we brought in, remember? To, oh, to choose right, 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 right. Man, those are spicy. They are spicy. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That that's sausage good. and pepper little dish oh. right there. Yeah. Um, my husband just texted me. Mm-hmm. Purell is antibacterial. It doesn't work on viruses. That's a good point. I mean, what is, he, like, a, what is he a doctor? What is he a doctor now? Um, we know that. Uh, but it does make us feel better. <laughs> it does. All right. Uh, at this time, every Friday, we have been putting together the nine news nuggets you need to know, which are the stories that were uh, weird enough that we didn't have a chance to get to them during the course of the week. But we had to bring them to you because you can't start your weekend without some nuggets. So, here's your honorable mention. Honorable mention. Not supposed to mention. I was going to mention it when the time was right. There's never a policy not to mention it. It's been an honor serving with you all. Didn't I mention it? What an honor it is. Great and honorable Moses. So today we're holding auditions to become the newest member of Honorable Mention. Well, we've all made some questionable decisions in our lives. And mayors are no different, are they? There's a mayor of a town in New Jersey who has admitted that recently he got drunk at a party at an employee's house. He took off his pants and he passed out in her bed. I wonder if January is the month where you have to apologize for what you did at the company party in December. Remember when you were over at my house? Yeah. And you had a couple pops? Yeah. And you went into my spices drawer? Yeah. You took the poultry seasoning out, you placed it on the counter, and then you did a dance to it. What dance did I do? It was like, I don't, you know, I don't want, you know the dance. I do know the dance because it's in my body, it's in my blood, and I feel it to my core, but I want to see what your interpretation of it was. (laughs) I don't want to do it. Well, then it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. You're not going to do the dance? Listen, all these people are chanting for you to dance. No, they want to see you do the dance. That's not true. There were a lot of hips, all right? The hips did not lie that night. No. Anyway, the good news is the mayor is not losing his job for taking his pants off and sleeping in his workers, uh, one of his employees' beds. I feel like where he went wrong was when the pants came off. Like, if he just went out and passed out in her bed, that would be one thing that you could explain away. Yeah. But you can't go taking your pants off, guys. Generally, right? Generally. It's a takeaway from today's show. Here's number nine. Uh, number nine. I did nine plays of a cop's dirty nine times out of ten as partners dirty two. And I speak nine languages. I stay up till nine o'clock. Basically everybody at table nine. I feel ready to go another nine in. Niner. 
did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? Uh, some people are cool with this. Other people just cannot deal with the idea that if you buy a new house, someone died in that house previously. Well, it's a weird real estate thing to get into when you're buying a house. But here's the problem. Uh, the corpse had not been removed from the house. Yeah. Uh, District Heights. Um, somebody bought a house at a foreclosure auction, but uh, last Saturday when they were moving in, they found the 39-year-old woman um, who died there previously, which explains why the house was up for auction, because they didn't think anybody was still living in that place. <laughs> Number eight. Every eight seconds. Listening to eight different bosses drone on about mission statements. Amazing. You know when you're doing your dishes and you're really careful to get all the soap out of that dishware because it can make you sick? Well, sometimes when you have a entry-level position at a movie theater, you don't really care about getting all the soap out, do you? It's not about, yeah. It, that's not why you work at a movie theater. You work at a movie theater so you can watch free movies. And eat free popcorn. Right. And hang out with your friends. Uh, at the Alamo Draft House in Omaha, Nebraska, somebody forgot to cleanse the, um, the drinks very well, or the uh, cups, that is, because a pair of moviegoers got sick. They ingested cleaning fluid that had been mixed into their drinks. It was so bad that both women had to go to the hospital. Wait a minute. You said both women. Yeah. They were there to see Ford v. Ferrari. Oh, so women don't like cars now? Here's number seven. How old were you when you started the dating women? The seventh son of the seventh son. One of the seven days. With the government. Check Eleven. Seven. Five, seven. Seven. You want to know her name? Becca? Seven years no. of college down the drain. Seven. Seven. Uh, seven. Seven days. Seven. Lunch warning. This is a <laughs> this is a lunch warning for anybody yeah. who's about to put sausage and peppers in your mouth. Um, there was a guy in Modesto, sorry, in in Lathrop actually, who uh, after some puppies were found running around his uh, yard, a woman calls uh, animal control to say what's going on with this guy. Um, turns out that this guy was performing his own canine C-sections in his kitchen. Nick, where do you get this oh, crap? Oh, my gosh, Nick. God, Nick. Disgusting. You're so sick. Here's number six. I got six. You got six. She got six. Uh, number six. Dude, there's six more weeks of winter. What do you have a picture of me, a rabbi, and six drunken longshoremen? Why don't we just stick her in a nursing home closer to us so I don't have to drive six hours? Drink another six-pack. Number six. Sometimes we have problems keeping up with a workload at work. Right. You know, if you projects pile up. Four hours in the middle of the day at a bar, you're going to have a hard time completing <laughs> your work for that Friday, right? Right. And this postal worker was no different. He was unable to complete his deliveries on his route in Virginia, so he rented a $49 a month storage unit, so he dumped all the deliveries in there while he tried to play catch up. Uh, for the sole purpose of storing the mail that he could not deliver. Uh, claimed that he first intended to deliver the mail when he found time, but he fell behind and was never able to do so. Uh, he is free on personal recognizance, that is, faces a maximum fi of five years in prison for the mail stashing. This isn't the first time it happened. There was a postal worker in California who hid 50,000 pieces of undelivered mail in her apartment. 
She got three years probation. All right, we got five more of our nine news nuggets you need to know. Wrapping up our show today at HK's Bar and Grill, live in Rancho Cucamonga, our latest news and brews. You're listening to The Gary and Shannon Show on KFI AM 640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We are live today, HK's Bar and Grill in Rancho Cucamonga. And if that sounds familiar, she was Mary in our uh, in our production for Christmas. For, That's right. For It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> um, okay. Did, did you eat all the sausage? No, no. Uh, you can. I was just wondering if. if no, you no, did. I, I, I would not. It's, a, it's fine. Uh, we're in the middle of our nine news nuggets. You need to know the uh, the stories that we did not get to earlier in the week. Um, and a, another lunch warning: if anybody's about to put more sausage and peppers into their mouth, that it doesn't get any better. Um, here's number five. For five minutes! I have five rules. We begin bombing in five minutes. Five little monkeys. This is the year 5.5. Do me a favor and lose five pounds immediately. Well, you get to uh, pretend like you're an expert on Sunday when you see the Super Bowl commercial about the guy whose dog survived cancer. Um, David McNeil is the CEO of a car accessory, uh, car accessory manufacturer. You've heard of WeatherTech? for liners, etc., for your floor mats and things like that. His dog, his seven-year-old dog, was diagnosed with cancer in his blood vessel walls and had a 1% chance of survival. So he takes the dog, Scout, to the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine. They put him through chemotherapy, through radiation to attack the tumor, and now that tumor is almost gone. Well, the guy who runs that company, who runs WeatherTech, is so happy, he buys a $6 million Super Bowl advertisement to encourage you to donate money to the University of Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine. Very cool. So, But he's making a bet. He's betting that that $6 million ad will end up with more than $6 million worth of donations. Because he could have just given $6 million bucks That's to true. the school. That's true. So Here's number four. Four minutes. He's probably on his fourth tranquilizer by now. Commandment number four. There goes the fourth amendment. This isn't the same world you left four years ago, sir. Listen, I don't know the rules when it comes to prostitute etiquette, but I don't think this one is in the rule book. Sure you don't. Uh, After this weekend, maybe a different different thing. I'll talk to you next week. Well, there's a man in New Mexico who is in trouble with the law because he tried to pay an undercover officer posing as a prostitute with a hamburger. Uh, What kind of hamburger? You know... I had the same question because there are some good burgers out there. Sure. Right? I mean, I saw Nick put down a pretty good uh, cheeseburger over there. I'm not sure what the flavor profile was, but it looked delicious. And, uh, you know, you know, would you trade sex for a burger? Who answered yes? That was very quick. Wow. <laughs> And wait a minute, were you answering for me or were you answering for you? I mean, there's some good burgers out there. Right? With or without bacon? With. Good answer. Here's number four. Three, oh, three shall be three. the number thou shalt count, and the number of the counting shall be three. They were dead within three hours. Three. Security clearance level three. All three of you. 
three. I got all three of you guys, and the rest of your natural three. born live. After about three. three days, they both start to stink. Three. This, this one makes me feel oogie, because it means that everybody right now who's wearing socks is leaving DNA in their socks. Well, yeah. Ew. You know? That's gross. St. Petersburg police arrived on the scene of a shooting back in November, and they saw that a guy had been shot multiple times, and everybody ran away. The people who were involved ran away to a waiting car. But they ran away so fast that some of them actually literally ran out of their shoes. And in one case, one guy ran out of his sock. They turned that sock inside out and found his DNA in it, and they made an arrest this week. Ugh. That's gross. Here's That's number gross. two. What's going on, you two? Pick out two fingers. One, two. There are two people in this house. There's two sons and no women. Two ringy dingies. Sometimes ladies can get a little bit upset with a boyfriend or a husband, right? And uh, this woman got a little upset and took a different lane than I think we would all take. (laughs) She's in Detroit, and she's now facing an assault charge because she was kissing her beau when she bit off part of his tongue. Oh. (laughs) It was a one-inch piece. Oh, my gosh. They were engaging in consensual kissing. And oh, that's... you make it sound so romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Police arrived, found the man bleeding from his mouth and missing a piece of his tongue. <laughs> Wait, I just have one question. What did he do to deserve that? Hey, women like... be crazy. I don't know. It could have been anything. It could've, he could have left DNA in his sock, and she would have been upset by it. Here's number one. We're number That's one. Close, we're by the way. We're number one, Ben. That's all the cast. I decided to look out for number one. Are you the number one? <laughs> Row number one. Number one. Uh, number one. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, along with being one of America's worst cities ever. I like Jacksonville. That's not what you said before you went to Jacksonville. Yeah, I had a good time this last trip. Uh, Videos and photographs are now showing a feral, invasive species that it's made its way into Jacksonville and has apparently been breaking into people's homes, not just in Jacksonville, but in the neighborhoods of St. John's, St. Augustine, Palatka, Waleka, Elkton. Those sound like horrible places. Florida sounds like a nightmare. They have a nice top golf there. These are feral, invasive, rhesus macaque monkeys. Not the macaque monkeys. The macaque monkeys. Oh, boy. And they're infected with the herp. Ooh. Yeah. So, so do even, you have to, like, make out with the monkey I was to just going to say, or? even if you are engaged in consensual kissing with the monkey, there's a chance that that rhesus macaque is going to give you the herp. <laughs> and we'll end that, on that yes, Have a great weekend. Didn't we have, have a something great to weekend. give away? We do, but we're going to do that for the people who are here. Got it. So it doesn't matter if we did it on the air. So if you are okay. here right now, stick around right after the show. We have some stuff that we're going to be giving away. Cool. Thank you, by the way, to everybody for showing up. Kathy, Tina, Jeff, Joy, Jim, Linda, Rosemary, Carmen, Matt, Todd, the pilot, Gracie, Nick, Jesse, Lonnie, Angela, Kevin. And you a forgot big... about Kathy. You forgot about Carmen. 
I said Carmen. Oh, okay. I didn't say Not Kathy, that Carmen. Though. It was a different Carmen. To all the Carmens that came, we appreciate it. And a huge round of applause and a giant thank you for Harold uh, from HK's Bar and Grill for letting us come back. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry that I invited people to bring their animals. Um, this Sunday, while you're watching the Super Bowl, watch for the blonde in Rosizi XXP. I'll be the one at the top. She'll be the one way in the back. Have a great weekend. Um, John and Ken are up next. We'll see you Monday. Stay dry, everybody. Go Niners. Gary and Shannon's side studio show. Here you go. Three, two, one. Make this a New Year's release. <laughs> Through the top. <laughs> your vacation should be. Do should be what? Say, say it again. Make your next vacation memorable in an RV from Dennis Dillon. Dennis Dillon, not Debbie Dillon. Dennis Dillon. Do you have loose, missing, or failing teeth? Mm-mm. No. Okay. <laughs> think about it. Well, Reborn Cabinets can help you out with a thousand dollars off cabinet refacing. Reborn. So it's January. I've been going through my bills, see what I spent in 2019. And how's that going? Uh, it's fine. I mean, it's great because I realize I saved some serious ca- 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 cats. I saved cats. <laughs> this has been Gary and Shannon's Side Studio <laughs> Show. Yay. Stay tuned for more outtakes and bloop- bloopers. Stay outtakes and bloopers. Oh, you know what I'm saying. We're going to keep scrolling up. Watch for another episode soon of Gary and Shannon. Home, where families connect and memories are made. Find your new home with PenFed, a mortgage partner who brings confidence and value to your home buying experience. They offer low rates and no lender fees and can even help you find a real estate agent through their trusted partners. Let PenFed bring you home. Visit PenFed.org slash home or call 1-800-970-7766. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA, equal housing lender.